three, two. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all gonna have so much fun, we'll need plastic surgery to remove our smiles. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party! Feed us drinks! Get us laid! Wait a minute, there's no birthday party for me here. Hey bro, you mind putting on some pants and find a little weird I have danced twice? Those sad tissues or happy tissues? like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women call me quit with scripts And find a nest in the hills Chill like Flint Buy an old drop top Find a spot to pimp Then I'm a kid Rock it up and down your block With the bottom scotch and watch Alright Alright Welcome everybody, it is Wednesday, May 10th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. Would you like your, to get your MBA in just 12 months? Would you like to feel like you're being paid to do so in the process? Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you and how they can make that happen. We're on the air today from 3 until, I might tip out like 5.50 today, Got soccer, I'm going to try to run out, uh, 3 We'll say six ish here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the globe. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey rocking a Blue Jays t shirt, looking chipper, looking dapper. Uh, we're here, normal time, no bats interrupting. Chipper's today. a brave, not a Blue Jay. He could have been a Blue Jay. <laughs> could have been a Blue Jay. <laughs> looking, could've, what could have been? Cue up little Texas. Looking Delgado y <laughs> uh, on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Trevor Kelsey, how are you, my friend? Uh, okay, not too bad. I don't like that start. I uh, I just got some sad news. Right, like oh. ten minutes before I came to the, the studio. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's, it's apparently uh, somebody I'd known. I didn't. I had no idea. I actually, passed away over a year ago. That is sad. Yeah, good. An old, an old friend of mine from the old Cardboard Heroes days. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, you know, but you know that unfortunately happens. But not going to bring it down. We're going to be in a good mood today. We're going to try for sure. We're going to try. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I mean, yesterday was a sad day as well, and. It obviously will will leak over. I'm sure today, but uh, but we're we're gonna also have some cheer up and the crack and loss, which is also somewhat depressing. And it's but, sad. Uh, and know. we're going to the Denny Crump thing. As sad as it is, the only good thing about situations like this, where somebody beloved passes, is hearing all the stories, getting all the tributes, and it does kind of you know, it, it does make you happy in a way, like having. Kenny Klein on yesterday, and Paul Rogers had some good stories, and Scott Davenport getting choked up. Uh, it, it, it's sad on one hand, but it also makes you remember a lot of things that you had felt and maybe had forgotten over time, and also mm-hmm. brings to light some new stories that you didn't know before. So, I, I you know, in a weird way, I felt good leaving the show yesterday, talking, sharing all of our memories about Denny Crum, and, and reflecting as sad as it is to lose him, and also, I, I mean, 
you don't want to phrase things like this, but it'd be different if you know if you'd lost a beloved forty-one-year-old. You know, if it, you know, Denny lived a very full life. Eighty-six is is a good run. I'd sign up for eighty-six today. So it's it's a little bit. It's as sad as it is. You can still reflect and say, "Man, what a life lived." Um, did everything he wanted to do. Uh, went out very happy. I mean, his the last his last public appearance before his death was the unveiling of a Louisville dormitory that's in his name. Uh, you know, he, Eric Crawford had a great piece today sharing his final memories with, with Coach Crum, and it included a picture of him winking at the camera as he walked away, which is awesome. I mean, the, the, the man, you can't ask to go out on, on a better note than that. So I thought that, you know, as sad as it is, and as much as none of us wanted to say goodbye, there were some uplifting moments from yesterday's show, and I'm sure that, like you said, some of that will seep over into today's show, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the things that we didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday, some of the nonsense things, some of the more serious things. We didn't really have a chance to dive into the Mackenzie Mabako uh, news, the latest development there, him officially cutting Louisville, and now today we, f- we find out officially making an announcement on Friday about where he's going to go to school, apparently down to two schools. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Louisville's final scholarship. On the day he's supposed to be here, he's going to announce? Of course he is. I mean, why don't you just come here and announce it too? Why don't you just just twist that knife a little bit more there, Mbako? I mean, I'm shocked that he just didn't do it on like Derby Day. We were gonna make you a song with Mbop too. Now we're not. Yeah, I bet you people can just won't do that. They'll just hand you a big giant dog. Will just hand you a fake blunt. If I could think of a clever title of a song, cool, but... <laughs> if, if I could think of a clever title of a song that was derogatory with featuring your name that rhymed right now, I'd do it. <laughs> but I can't. I tried very quickly and I couldn't come up with anything. Can we can we somehow squeeze in to hit him up by Tupac? <laughs> more like suck Enzy. That's all I got. That's all I got now. Uh, but we'll talk more about that as the show goes on. Um, I watched Shallow Howl. We'll, we'll discuss that. Uh, you've Thought got we a, were going to be quit being depressed. <laughs> you've got a DoorDash story that we weren't able to get to yesterday that we'll talk about. Uh, your beloved Kraken did taste defeat last night, which sucks. Uh, some NBA playoff notes. I did kind of want to dive into the the. NHL draft lottery kerfuffle that yeah. was the show, but we kind of we basically said all we needed to say in like two minutes yesterday. Well, it's, it's all we need to talk about with NHL, especially with the uh, NHL, which the NBA lottery should be coming up too, shouldn't it? It should be what it's in usually, the next couple next few weeks. It, well, no, actually, I think the back. It's usually during the conference finals. I think, okay, when they do. It. I think they usually do it so around still next next couple. Yeah, weeks, I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah, well, sometimes the NBA playoffs it takes like a month to get to a round. It's so, so long. Uh, but yeah, they usually, I guess maybe sometimes it's near the end of the quarterfinals, but it's usually like very end quarterfinals early. It's, uh, six days, Tuesday. Okay. So Next yeah, Tuesday, that'll be roughly around the budget said. Yeah. Yeah. And then the actual draft is June 22nd this year. Yeah. So it's always when I'm on vacation with Mary's family and it's going to be the same thing again this year. Like there are times, like there was one year where we were waiting. We we're at the, the famous salty dog cafe in, in Hilton Head and Hilton Head. I feel like every year is more and more crowded. And Never so when been. you when you want to go to like the you know, the big time places around there, you're gonna have to wait a little bit. And so we went to Salty Dog. We're like, yeah, we don't mind waiting. And like I just went to the bar, posted up, and just watched the draft and just drank. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I'm gonna watch this. What this year time. was that? This was probably four or five years ago. It was the year it was, there wasn't any big Louisville player taken. No, well, that, um, that doesn't narrow it down really. Well, but in, in most years, <laughs> in most years though, I've gone with her. We've had a Louisville player that's been okay. If you know, it's Jordan Wara, even recently, David Johnson a couple of years ago. Like I think there's only been two years in the last ten where we haven't had a guy taken. Really? Um, okay, I guess I can believe that. Yeah. So it was, but it was one of those years, and, and I remember posting up and being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch the whole draft." It's always when we're when we're in the head for for. Vacation. I've actually been to the NBA draft. I you you said that in Indianapolis in '94, the um, the Grant Hill Jason Kidd draft. It was uh, I was up there for a Pacer game, and they were handing out like little things, like promoting it. 
they were going to be hosting it, and uh, we we went. I went up there for it. Did you see the kid who did the like the the NFL draft pick where he like just brought the heat? He like did the J E T S Jets 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 cheer. If you had gotten, he was he was a Make a Wish kid. If you'd I, like, that's how yeah. I envision you doing the Make a Wish. If you'd gotten to do like an Eagles <laughs> pick back in the day, I can see you being like with the seventeenth pick, like being kind of timid and just being like. Fly, Eagles, fly, <laughs> and just like going all out and becoming like an internet sensation. Yeah, I did, I did see that, yeah, by the way, and I probably would. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I, I, I'm my main man, your 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 homie in, in, in crime as well, David Akers. Yeah. Uh, he's the one that kind of started the whole trend of what, a, a years ago, uh, back, I guess it was been 18 right after the, the championship. Yeah, like, like WWE style yeah, they, announcements. They just started that year, or the year before, they just started like for the second and third round, they'd bring out a player for each team to announce. And most of them were, you know, vanilla, hey, you know, yada, yada. There's your drink first. first yep. oh, not even 311, man. 311. You, guys, you're going to be hammered by the time it's 530 here. Amber's the color for energy. <laughs> yeah, good call. Um, and he's the one, of course, came out, and if you remember, he says like, Hello, Dallas. No one here getting drafted ever was born to see you win a title. It was great. Oh, yeah. it was awesome. I, I love it to this day. So I, ever since he did that, though, I like the next year Drew Pearson did it. And then uh, he tried to mimic it because it was in Philly. And, and and every year now, since everyone tries to do it, I know this. we're talking about a, a kid, a Make-A-Wish kid, not a, you know, a player. But it has become, I think you saw like Machine Gun Kelly got pulled off the stage a couple years ago in Cleveland because. He was just going on and on, and they were just like, they finally were like, get this DB off the, the stage. Why is he even here? Machine Gun Kelly, by the way, recently released a uh, battle rap track against Jack Harlow over the weekend. Well, you don't want to do that. And everybody's like, ooh, he's, he's killing him, he's killing him. I listen to him, I'm like, this is like sixth grade level rhyming. This is not good. I had no idea who, this, I'm glad you're sitting down to hear this, because I had no idea who Machine Gun Kelly was. But you knew was. he dated rich, hot people. Yeah. Well, I knew he dated her, but I didn't, I first learned who he was because he was on Raw one night. Oh. Uh. I was like, who is this guy? And then I actually kind of respected him a little bit because he took a power bomb off the stage. I was like, okay, I don't know who this dude is. I mean, apparently he's famous for something, but he just took a power bomb from Kevin Owens off the stage. Props to you, buddy. That's I mean, I know it was, into a, it was into a crash pad, but still, I mean. Okay. Is that the end? Is that, is that, should we just hit a dead end there? No, but don't let me forget off the air. I want to talk to you about something about you just brought up from the draft. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I don't, I, you'll get mad if I bring it up on the air. That's fine. It's one of those things like it belongs on a paid podcast, in my opinion. We want to hear from you today. Hit us up on the Thornton Sucks line at 502-414-1450. Your mind Thornton's has the refreshing rewards app, which hooks you up with the best prices on gas in this yep. area. Also, the best prices on treats inside gas stations. Yep. Hop in there. Grab a 32-ounce fountain drink. Any. Any choice, whatever you want. The, the, the options are almost unlimited at Thornton's. You get 32 ounces for just 89 cents, less than a buck for a big old drink. Refresh yourself, get some gas, and then text us at 502-414-1450. One place in town, you and your car can both get filled up at the same time. I, well, I mean, I, I kind of like it, but... <laughs> I don't, I don't. Somebody's Phrasing. Like, somebody's like, no, there's gas stations off the highway in Texas you can do to both. <laughs> I mean, the joke The joke was obvious. That there are other places where a third, really? op- a third option comes into play. <laughs> I mean, not, not both. I mean, you can go one and get one or the other. but Those obscure ones with seven <laughs> semis parked. Just... Yeah. I'm I, sorry, Thornton. Now, this story I will tell you. It's not my here. fault. I told you I, w- I have been approached by a lot lizard, right? <laughs> no, no idea. No. So I'm on a trip, and me and my buddy, we're, it's, it's like 2 in the morning in some random uh, random gas station. I don't even know where we're at. I can't remember where, to be honest with you. And we go in, and I'm like, 
there's a few people in there. The person working is not very, uh, like, she's kind of flaky. And I was looking for, I don't remember what I was like. I think I was looking for a grape soda. I was like having, I put like grape soda. And like this, uh, let's have your set ladies in there. And she's like, kind of says something to me. I'm like, oh, no, that's okay. And I end up getting something else and waiting at the register. And she just kind of walks up to me and she, as I'm waiting to get rang up. And she's like, so are you a truck driver? I'm like, no, no, I'm with my buddy just on a trip. And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like. Okay, and I kind of laugh. She's kind of makes small talk, and I'm like, okay, you know, not exactly. You know, kind of like me with a shaved beard. And I got to the car. And I'm like, I was like, man, this is like kind of heavy. Goes like, kind of hitting on me. I was like, he, my friend looks like just a lot lizard. I'm like, what? I had no idea what it was. I did, I'm new to this. I'm like, what is it? What's a lot? He's like, he's like, you know, you know, they they hook a truck. I was like, no, she's not. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, they go right there, walk into the big. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's wa- as I'm saying, she's literally walking to a big rig with a trucker. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> There's apparently a documentary on Lot Lizard. That's where he told me about. Yeah, that's how uh, he learned on Netflix, right? Uh, I think that that's right. Yeah, and I had no idea. I'm like, <laughs> you think somebody like me would know all about the uh, ins and out lingo of uh, of, of the, the ladies of the night, but I had no idea what a Lot Lizard was. And, that, and I apparently was approached by one with no clue. Thank you for your compliment. I was like, oh, it's sweet. Now I'll drive a truck. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, what? I'm like, am I eliminated from your $5 money making? You're out. Yeah, what am I? <laughs> Speaking of, since we're already off the rails here, have you seen the video of the, the couple at the bar in Bowling Green? Oh, no. There's a, I mean, it's a TikTok video. It got taken down, but you can still find it on Twitter. There's a... I think that they were upper 40s. I think the man is 49 and the woman was 47. And I know it's because they got arrested. <laughs> but the video starts. They could have been over 18 regardless. They're like leaning against the bar. It's apparently in Bowling Green. And the man just puts his hand down the, the woman's pants, like the back of her pants. And then like the next video, you know, it's one of those. It's, it's like a bunch of like short videos cut together. Okay. And then it's fast forward. Both their pants are down. He's behind her. Like they're straight up. This is Bowling Green, Kentucky, right? Yes, at the bar. Like it, it is not a not it's not it's not it's not a crowded bar, but it's not an unpopulated bar. I think more than one person would have been just too much for this. I mean, I've seen there these videos, are but... multiple videos of people <laughs> going up like like with these people just shamelessly attempting to have sex at the bar and being like, "Oh my god!" Like taking videos of themselves with it, and they were uh, arrested for. Uh, I, I didn't know the Bowling Green nightlife was was like that. Sure, so wasn't like that when I was there. Is, was that Trust a, me, I begged for it to, 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 to get. Was to that get your experience at Western? Yeah. I mean, when I was there, you you couldn't get on your hands and knees and beg enough. Now you just go to the bar. Apparently, just just go there. Yeah. Just, is it, I mean, I guess that Thursday all you can drink has gone to a whole new whole new level. I don't know. Did, did, did you happen to see what bar it was? No idea. I mean, yeah. Think I got time to be there tonight? No. <laughs> I don't think you would. I, think I gotta go. No. No. Um, we've got ACC football odds to get to as well. Louisville continues to get some national love, almost too much national love. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to wish, wish for the disrespect again. I'm starting to wish for like the, you know what? I'm the one guy who's going to come out and say, Jeff Brom sucks. He's not going to kill it here. I'm kind of hoping for that guy to make his voice heard just so we can get back to being like, Hey, get him instead of like, yeah, <laughs> everybody's on the same page here. But I guess we get plenty of that with basketball. Uh, I also want to talk about Bob Huggins. We have a, a resolution there. It's kind of hilarious. I haven't seen this either. I mean, we can talk about it right now. Okay. Why? I mean, either one. You don't have to bring it up. We can bring it up later. You can bring it up now. I just haven't seen it. Just letting you know I'm going in fresh like Constanza. It's good. Don't tell me about the helicopter scene. So Huggins is, I mean, he's put out another, he put out a lengthy statement today apologizing oh, okay. again. 
and he and and Gordon Gee, who's the the president at uh, at uh, at West Virginia, they came to a they they came to an agreement. He's gonna he's gonna return. They're not firing him, but he has agreed to take a one million dollar salary reduction. He's going to get a three game suspension to start the season, and he has to undergo sensitivity training. He's serving more of a suspension for saying that comment on the radio than Bill Self did for cheating and paying players. Well. Self's also taking three game suspension. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. yeah he, he gave himself that try, the try. But also, like, Huggins is serving much less of a punishment than if you want to compare it to what a lot of people have when it originally happened the Tom Brenneman thing, where Tom Brenneman says the same word in reference to a city. Yeah. And it's off air. Like, he does, like, not that it makes it any better. No, but, but it but is off the air. Yeah. It's, he's it's, not it's knowingly different. putting it out to the masses and sharing it as an opinion. And he's, I mean, he's still, like, unhirable. He, he is persona non, non grata, uh, and he's working games in Puerto Rico. Like, he was immediately fired and gone. Yeah, he is. Huggins, meanwhile, says it pretty casually twice in an on-air interview where he knows he's on air, and he's, um, he's, he's going to basically slide on this. I did like, I saw T.J. Walker tweeting about this. I did like his idea. The sensitivity, sensitivity training, to make it more of a punishment, needs to be like live stream so everybody can watch it. Like <laughs> watching Bob Huggins get in touch with his is is I would that would be side. that would be fun to say. I'd love it, and, and you know Huggins would hate it. You know, I mean, I just I can't imagine him getting through two hours without saying the word again at least six times. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean I, just like I don't know. I'm just I'm using every sitcom in my mind of seeing like I'm seeing like when. When when Hank Hill went to went to went to uh, sensitivity class, he, he cut and the guy cut was ended up having a heart attack from anger. I mean, he just, I just yeah, I, I don't picture Bob Huggins in the sensitivity class. I'm a, I'm surprised he wouldn't like. Can I just give you two million and we call we we cut out the class? Yeah, I mean, I'll do two million in six games. Yeah, he, he put out a very very lengthy statement talking about how he's had time to reflect and all this stuff. And I mean, you know, it's just it's it's BS. But he's he's not no. going anywhere. He's uh he, he's gonna. Have a couple of punishments, but he'll still be the coach. And he's put together a very, very good roster for next season. They should be pretty good. And they they had an overachieving season last year, yeah. making the NCAA tournament. A lot of people thought that this was, you know, Huggins was on that Jim Beheim down slope where he's just kind of getting the, the new modern game, the new modern styles escaping him. He doesn't really want to participate in it, and he's going to go out missing the NCAA tournament a bunch of times. And instead, they were very competitive in the best conference in America, made the tournament easily, uh, and now they will be. Uh, they should be pretty damn good again next year and he'll he'll only miss the first three games he'll take some gripe i'm sure on social media on occasion from uh the opposing team fans and in in the stadium but for the most part this will, i'm sure will will pass it will very i mean, much. It, I mean it's not even i mean he doesn't, we all have goldfish brains now yeah and i don't i mean he's gonna put out a statement today who knows if he doesn't even have to even do any punishment and everybody forgets about it by then i mean i do like that this is one of those punishments that just nobody agrees with because either you're like he's got to be fired for this or you're like i can't believe he's being punished for i saw one person like in my mentions because i I just simply retweeted they're like you can't say anything anymore i'm like no there's like five things that you can't say and clearly you can like this is one of those words that you just cannot say i'm not and i said this originally i don't i don't don't think it's a fireable offense to me but you should yeah you need to know you should know better and you should be punished for it. I mean, I, also, I, just, I mean, if he just kept like beating a horse with it and saying it and saying, it, then then okay, then, then we have an exception. And he did say it twice, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm more of just, I guess, I'm just a lenient person. I just don't understand how in this day and age you think that that's going to be something that people are just not going to like react to. You know, he's, I mean, he's like 80 years old. Though. Still, like, I, I mean, like, you're you, you can change with the time. I mean, for instance, like I'm not proud of it, but when I was in high school, I know. You and I are about the same age, and I, I went to an all-boys Catholic high school, and that was, you know, that was very 
what what we said. Like, you know, it was a lot of that word, a lot of, you know, this is this is gay, that's gay, like all that stuff was just now that one, yeah, was part of it. Yeah. And then like times have changed and like my friends and I, we don't talk like that anymore. Like that word's not around anymore. Like the the, the R word was a was very common when you and I were growing up. And now it's one of those things that I think that you can easily teach yourself to like cringe when you hear it. Um, and, as much as we think about it. <laughs> I mean, I do. Like, it's one of those yeah. things, like, if I hear it, I just, I, I just sort of, I'm like, ooh. Like, you, you know, it just, you have to change a little bit. You have to be understanding of, of the times. You have to be understanding of people's, you know, who are in that position, well, who that does hurt. Particularly it, in public scenarios. Well, yeah. I mean, even if you don't care, even, even if you, like, are, like, you know, that offends people, I don't care about those people, whatever, you have to know for your own, for own livelihood and for the way that's going yeah. to play nationally like you cannot say that again yeah we're not talking about him in a dinner party with four friends yeah this is on a national radio not even just a like i mean i don't even know the show but you're on wl you know 700 cincinnati that's a pretty powerful station and it's not a it, it should be clear like it's not a sports radio show it was oh, a, it's not I mean, no it's not it's a it i think that this kind of like the whole because the, the show hosts have come under a little bit of fire too for being you know laughing well, at it they and, egged him on a little bit too yeah I mean. and apparently that's kind of what they do like that's that's sort of the, no. the conversation that's commonplace on that show um so he you know you know what you're getting into but you still can't just just because you're on the radio talking with i'm assuming like-minded individuals you can't just get away with saying something that's you know gonna be causing it a public uproar and the fact that he just said it so casually twice i was like what i mean you can't be that dumb. Like you, you just maybe just felt it was he just had a little respect for Xavier. Didn't think anybody else, everybody else did too. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> like I said, like you, I mean, that's that's the audience. I'm sure but, the audience listening. There's a large portion of them that like love it and they're cheering it on. Yeah. But you gotta know, like those aren't the only people. Like immediately, like the tweets came out. They were like, uh, "I'm listening to Huggins, and I'm pretty sure his career just ended." Like that's you, you, some you, a lot of the people that put that out there want to be like the gotcha people though. They're like, "Hey, look, I, you know, whether they think you, they 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 offended or not, they want to put it out there just to be." I, I guess get their 15 minutes of fame of getting something viral they put out there. I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's the case. I mean, I saw like a billion of those tweets, and mostly it was just people who were listening who were just like, they're well, not, like, they're not trying to get it shared. They're just like, I can't believe he said that. Like, oh my god, like this is. <laughs> if you don't want it shared, then don't put it out there. <laughs> well, it's a tweet. I mean, you know, true. that's what Twitter's Twitter. point is. He he should be punished. He will be punished. I mean. Bad enough as punishment. You got to live in West Virginia, but I guess you can get some more on there. Yeah, I guess. Um, interesting. <laughs> when did he make some salary? Was he, he's probably like four or five million anyway, isn't he? I guess like three and a half, four. He's got to be. I mean, you're taking a million away. He's making multiple millions, though. I'm sure. And he also, I mean, he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, he's, I mean, West Virginia's not. This cheap. isn't gonna. This isn't gonna break Bob Huggins. No, no, no. Well, going to sensitivity class might. That's. Honestly, probably bigger than <laughs> that. Him. Might be the biggest punishment than the money. That's why I'm surprised he'd just be like, "Can I give you two million and we cut? We call it there." His salary is four point one five yeah. million. So that's before advertising and stuff, probably. Too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Maybe I, it is. I think they use. I, I know at UofL, like the base salary will be like, be like two million. Yeah, and then the like media obligations will be like two million, and they'll say like they're the the total is four million. So I'd be willing to bet that that's all all things inclusive. I wonder how much he will probably. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how much he takes from up on the road from people though as well. I mean, probably, I don't mean like protests. I mean fans in the right who are probably going to say stuff that are maybe as bad as what he said, if not worse. Probably, probably but, a little bit, but honestly, like it's like I said, like we move on so quickly now. Like, and I say this not like it, it's embarrassing, but I I feel like so much will happen between now and the start of the season, like. I may need like a little bit of reminding that this actually even happened by the time we get to November. Oh, yeah. I, I think we'll be like talking about the show, be like, "Oh my god, okay, yeah." There's so much shocking stuff. 
that we look, I mean, I look back at things that happened, like big news stories six months ago, and I'm like, I had sort of forgotten that that happened. So, I mean, I'd forgotten about the 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 the, the Tom thing until it just kind of came up, and, and I remembered. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. The what yeah. thing? I, I try to say his name with an H, Tom. Oh, Brenneman. Brenneman, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to throw Marty in there. Oh, I don't. I'll never forget that because I was one of the few people. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, once you said it, once it came up, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that. But it 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 slipped my mind until then. I mean, it was a because the Reds were. It was not a big Reds game at that point, shockingly. Wow. And, I, I, like, my friends and I, I feel like we were one of, like, the only, like, 300 people who were watching this happen live. Like, we heard it, and, like, <laughs> and then, like, we were watching live for the apology. And the weirdest thing was the game went on. Like, yeah. the, the apology didn't happen right after the, the story broke. Like, he called a full inning normally. Wasn't it a Castellano home run that he called? Castellanos he, is the home run that, yeah. He apologized during, on, during yeah. the apology. Yeah, that's, so, I like, remember that. So, the, <laughs> the, 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 the quote happens off air, or the, when he doesn't know that he's on air. Yeah. And then, like, a full... Two half innings, a full inning, go by as he he just calls it normally. As the internet is like in an uproar, like oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Yeah. And then when they come back for the next inning, you can tell that he's finally been told, and he's just like staring at the camera. And we're like, oh, here we go. And then the Castellanos home run happens, and I'm like, this is the most surreal thing that I've ever watched in live time. It's unbelievable. And there's a deep <laughs> drive to left field by Castellanos. It's going to be three nothing Reds. Folks, I don't know if I'm ever going to put this headset back on. <laughs> I remember, like, just the, I mean, I'm the, dying as the I'm sorrow this. in his voice, kind of. Yeah, he's just calling this home. I I'm consider not, myself a man of faith. I almost remember that more than the comment he made off the air. Oh, everybody does. <laughs> yes, because it, it was, it was what, almost more memorable. That's what went viral. Like, it, I mean, I remember the guy who hit the home run. <laughs> yeah, that, and that was the big joke yesterday. It was like, take the over on Castellanos, .5 home runs in this game. Oh, was it? I didn't see Because then it, it happened, like, three more times. Like, Castellanos later that season hit a home run as, I think, the— it was the Blue Jays were trying to announce like the the death of of somebody in their organization. Like he was a great guy, and the like, Castellanos drills a home run right in the middle of that spiel. It was two left center too. It was like the same the exact most spot. unsensitive person ever. He uh, it, there's like three or four other instances of it happening, but it's just it, it's one of those crazy crazy sports things. I don't even know how we got on this, but we have. I think we've completely derailed. We've gone from lot lizards to public sex to public apologies. Tell this is the perfect time then. <laughs> tell your DoorDash story from from two nights ago. Okay, you were excited to save this for the show well, yesterday, and obviously things changed. It's just like another adventure in the world of my DoorDash experiences. Every time you get cattlemen, it does. I swear, something happens. I don't know what it is about this place. I love the. I, God help me, the moonshine chicken is so good. That I keep going back. It's like crack, man. I mean, it's like seriously. I feel like. Like, remember when they go to those custard places and they have lines, like, out the door? I'm like, they have to be putting something in that. There's no way anybody's Culver's? Uh, yeah. It's I was thinking, like, Starlight. Starlight back in the day. Yeah. I was like, how do people line up for custard? I just call it crack custard. I'm like, there's no way that stuff's any good. That good. There's there, a custard there's, run in the mid-2000s. Yeah. They're in lines for, like, hours waiting to get custard, people. What, are you, what is wrong with you? And I'm, so, it's like a methadone clinic for, for sweet tooth. So, so I, every time I order them, they either forget it, they send me the wrong thing. Well, it's like every day's a new adventure, Kevin. So I order it. I get the uh, text. Like, I love it when the, the the dasher like sends me personal messages. They're like, "I'll be there in twenty minutes." I'm just, I'm, I'm in traffic. Oh, like, I never get that. I do all the time. I'm just like, I don't really. You don't have to do this. I don't care. I mean, but I'm tracking you anyway, in case you don't know. I mean, you, you have a chip on you, dude, or girl, whichever one. In this case, it was a lady, I think, because uh, it was Wanda, I believe. Not to throw her under the bus, but. Uh, sorry, Sykes. Wanda. So I get the message, and you know, because I have the ring door thing on my thing too. Uh, and a lot of times, it's like so and so is approaching, and then like two minutes later, I'll see the door thing ring, and it'll say it's dropped off. 
So I get this message like, your DoorDash has been dropped off. And like the picture sent to me from the Dasher. And I'm like, okay, dinner share. I'm like, but my ring bell didn't go off. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, I go outside, open the door, of course, there's no food. I'm like, oh, you got to be bleeping kidding me. So I look at the picture and like, I don't know if you've ever seen, I have like, a, you know, I have a white door. I have like a, a screen door and then a white door and it like little flags on it. I look at the picture and it's got like some green door. I'm oh, like, no. where's my food? I'm like, what? what? How, how did in the world of GPS do people like deliver to the wrong place? So I'm like, you know, my mom, like, mom, do you, do you recognize this door? Like, I don't Because last time this happened, it was like two doors down. So I'm just like, no, I'm like, okay. So I get in the car. I'm like driving around my neighborhood, like creepingly going around the neighborhood with the phone at the window, like trying to match <laughs> the door. And it turns out it's two streets over because all my streets have like the same addresses. It's, it's the 2011 two streets over. For those who want to spy on me, there's my address for you. And I, I'm, so I see it. I'm like, there's my food sitting right in front of the door. And I'm kind of like, okay. So I kind of go, I park in front of the house. Like, this is really weird. Like, this is, this is kind of awkward. So I go up and I notice they have like a ring thing too. And I'm I kind of creepingly walk. I'm like, this is going to show up on a neighborhood app right now. I can already see myself coming up later on the night. And I go grab the food and I hear this, can I help you? And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's, it's the woman on the ring voice. And she like, comes to the door. Like, Copen's kind of creeping up the door. It's an older lady. And she's like, can I help you? I'm like, um, my door dash. She's like, what are you stealing? I'm like, I'm not <laughs> stealing anything, man. I'm like, she's older ladies. So I'm trying to be nice. I'm like, my door dash people. She's like, what's a door? I'm like, she's no deal with door dash. She's like, food. I'm like, yes. Yeah. She's like, is that my food? I'm like, no. Did you order food? She's like, no. I'm like, then why would it be yours? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, no, this is my poor food. They brought me like, I'm, what are you trying to steal? I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm sorry. I'm just like walking away slowly. I'm, I'm it's like, do I need to call the cops? I'm like, Go ahead. I mean, I'm like, no, no, sorry. I live across. Don't even bother where I live. I'm like, I'll just buy. I just get in the car. I'm just going to drive off and come home. And I'm like, what, what more do I do need to do? Then they start picking up from there. Like, they just constantly cannot get one. I mean, God love them. Their food's so good. I keep ordering it, too. Oh, the Cattleman's is so good that you won't <laughs> stop. That's how I used to feel about, like, Taco Bell back in the day. Like, I keep coming back. I mean, for back-to-back times, they didn't even send me my order. Like the one time they sent me the hundred and seven dollars worth of food, that wasn't even the extra order. The yeah, time. Oh. and then the next time I ordered my moonshine, they brought everything but it. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> so I ordered. They brought me. They brought it to me this time, two blocks over. <laughs> I can't wait to see the, a post about this on the next door app coming up. So later that night, I get an app saying like peeping tom, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I love that. I, I was so nervous. I clicked on it. And it wasn't me, though. Thank God. I think every because I still get the emails. I never go to the actual app, but I still get the emails. And yeah, they, so it's like, and like every single one now that I get is like, "Think I heard gunshots?" Oh. Like, blah, blah, and then you click on it. And every single time, it's like, "Nope, what was it? Gunshots?" There, if there is anything that gets me more than the reels, is is the the emails from the, I know. the neighborhood. They sucker you in because it's always the first three lines, like you said, gunshot. Can't believe I saw this in my neighborhood. Exactly, like, yeah. like what? <laughs> and even though you know it's going to be like a bleep show, like I, you're like I just want to see people yell at each other. You, I, I've I've got to go read the comments. You here. don't have the ring app on you. Do you have the I ring thing? We, we don't have the ring. See app. When, when you get that, you get they have their own version as well. So now I'm getting it from like I get texts from like the same thing from Ring neighborhood as well as like neighborhood app. I, I, I I'm getting hit from both ends. There are conversations on the Ring app. Yeah, there's users? like there's like yeah, there, there are people in your neighborhood will post. That's where I saw the peeping tom thing. 
Oh. Was my ring, uh, my ring neighborhood thing. Hmm. It's, yeah, it keeps, like, I guess, track your neighborhood, and, like, I'll get posted, like, most of it's lost dog or lost cat. Nine out of ten of them are a lost animal, which always makes me sad. But, uh, yeah, but that's, uh, but I don't, because the neighborhood one I always see when I do my email. The ring sends me texts, unfortunately. It's annoying. We've got breaking college basketball news here. Okay. Neil Begovich is transferring from Stanford to Duke. Begovich, who averaged uh, .9 game, .9 points per game over four seasons at Stanford, is headed to Duke. Is that better than getting Dino from Miami or not? <laughs> Time will tell. I don't know if it's like a GPA ad. I don't know what's going on here, but I feel stop, like I feel like the, the presses. I feel like that's the least little fans can be like, "Hey, look, we're not the only ones." <laughs> <laughs> Duke's doing it too, you know. Now he is at least a walk on. Actually, when it's pretty easy to confirm that he's a walk on. When Danilo Ivanovic, when we couldn't figure it out, that was. That was a sign. The only picture we had of him was from a birthday post <laughs> that you put on the Twitter account. It was a great post. Do you think this is a GPA move by Duke? I mean, they did. A, did they bring in a nice class of uh, Elliott Brands? I think it's probably one of those deals where he wants to be a coach or something. Who knows? But okay. he's, uh, he's going from the... Uh, we got four Corey Maggettis this year. We need, we need some GPA help. <laughs> going from Tech World to, uh, to Durham. We'll see what happens there. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit of McKenzie and Baco. Uh, I'll talk shallow how also ACC odds to win the conference in football are out from a bet online. Some favorable odds for the cards. Speaking we'll of speaking cards, another eighth inning. We'll talk about that as well. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, baseball is the situation has gone from dire to even more dire. We'll discuss after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford show here on I did notice that that was a cover of Sweet Dreams. I believe. It was. So are these all covers today? And they're all by the same band. Oh, they! I have no idea who this is. Yeah. So let's see if my figures it out. Okay. Say so every song today is a cover by the same group. All right. The video for this is actually kind of cool. It's uh, Mike from uh, Stranger Things, like doing like a garage band, and he's like saying it. It's kind of cool. Doesn't sound cool. Well, it's not bad. It's Tony the Tan Line. Poor kid. You really- I love Tony the Tanlines, by the way, and I heard that their lead singer uh, is sick with with throat cancer, which makes me very very sad. I'm not sure Tony. I don't. They're big cover bands here. They've been they, they play shows at uh, Headliners a bunch. I don't. Yeah, they've been around for a long time, but very sad to hear that. I heard that over Derby weekend, but uh, it does suck. But uh, we text line is five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take a couple of texts here to react to the the nonsense of the first thirty five <laughs> minutes of the show. I think like we just we had so much to let out from yesterday. We did so much. We were just like, overflowing, and we still are not done. This is what happens when you make us be serious for an entire show. <laughs> yeah, two and a half hours. Like we just <laughs> we couldn't help it. 
exploding. Got nonsense. I've got I have a, a gigantic nonsense topic that I don't even know if we're going to get to today, but I've I've got to break out at some point. Okay, and it stems from a conversation had at uh, at Thurby last week. So I've really nice. been holding on to this. But uh, a girl I was with brought something up, and I was like, I I don't know if I'm alone on this. Well, in fairness, we've only had like one show since Thurby. I'm I'm well aware. Yeah, I mean we've, we've it's a Friday and yeah Monday we. I did hear, so I listened to KRC this morning after dropping uh, Virginia Office School, and we didn't mention it yesterday, but they were having technical difficulties yesterday when I was listening. No, you passed that. TJ uh, was, was it, a lot of Mike Rutherford in him as he was struggling with the mic. I could I could feel him. I'm like, oh, I've been there. He's like, well, he's like, and Roush like, I'm struggling with the internet here. And TJ's like, well, I've given up on the internet a long time ago. <laughs> I was like, I can, I, I feel the pain there. And you could tell he was very like. Yeah, he's got a parent in him already. <laughs> he was, was very like, much trying to make Scoots not feel bad. He's like, there's nothing Scoots can do about this. Like, it, it just sounded like a complete cluster. So, like, they were still struggling with the audio. And I turned it over to another station, like, for, like, five minutes just to see what they were talking about. And I flipped back on. And they still were just, like, dealing oh. with the audio issues. But today I listened. It sounded great. So whatever was going on. They are probably on remote. They probably. They probably, yeah. I think TJ was like, this may be my last studio. Yeah, I think it's probably what it was. They probably just did the shows from home. They do the, the shows from home multiple times a week because, I mean, both of them, you know, wake up and have the babies. And sure. Stuff. I mean, we hear that we. Our best audio quality is when we were at like Oxmoor Ford or wherever on remote. Or even well, actually, sometimes when we're at six, when we're at the OG Studios, we get we get complimented. Now that's because, the, from what I understand, like only one of the mics is like working properly right yeah, now. Yeah, it sounds it sounds. And so that's the one you're on where they have to have two mics. And poor Scoots, man, Scoots took he was taking it from all in just today. Somebody on the on the Facebook page for KRC. Not saying like that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to say it. Like he didn't that. go to Thornton's. <laughs> You've got your Google search history stuck in your mind right now. <laughs> How did you know? Oh, never mind. Anyway, get out of my computer. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So so uh, yeah, he was take he was getting crap. <laughs> <laughs> you almost said it again. again. <laughs> he was getting crap to stay on the Facebook page, and I felt kind of bad for him because I know he. Uh, I don't know. I think he's got thicker. He's got thick skin. Maybe not as thick as we do sometimes, but they were uh, they were yelling at him for his music choices and his his his, his opinions. And KRC folks have strong opinions on music. It sounds like. and like I felt bad, and but then the, the, all the ones that were yelling. I'm like, we just need Trevor back. I'm like, oh, oh. that's how it goes. And I'm like, I don't want to like. I'm like, thanks. I, I'm like honored, but I. I don't want to get up at six thirty in the morning anymore again. No offense. And- this is a classic sports radio thing. It's not specific <laughs> to Louisville, but I said that like when you're never as popular as when you are a person on the radio who gets taken off the radio. Oh yeah, like uh, was it fondness makes the heart grow? Uh, absence makes the heart grow. Fonder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, grow fonder. So like when I've been off radio, whether it's like you know, waiting for the non compete to end or when we got laid off from my early, like I've never been more popular. I've never been a better radio host. <laughs> than when I've not been on the radio. All these same people that are bitching about everything that I say on the radio all the time, like when I was off, after about two or three months, they're like, man, we got to get you back on. Like, you told it like it was. It was great. <laughs> and I'm like, you just, you're misremembering. Like, nobody is ever good when they're active on the radio. Yeah. But when they leave, they were the best. And nobody does it better anymore. So I think when I, when I got this job, I think I actually said in the announcement that I was taking, I was like, I can't wait for everybody to be excited that I'm back and then start talking about how much I suck in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it works, and it's the same for you. You got forced off of the the DJ duties yeah, on KRC, fired. and now because you're gone, everyone's like, you know what? I miss Trevor's music. Trevor was great. Yeah, he, he played uh, 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 off the cuts, off the cup stuff. He, uh, he did this. 
It wasn't just your. I think a lot of people were mad. I guess he's playing like modern country hip hop or something. Well, I'm kind of mad about that too. Though. Yeah, I don't. Couldn't even. Is was, it bro country? Someone, someone was like that. I was like, you mean like Nelly and McGraw? I mean, like I don't know what what's hip hop country. I don't even know, but. Uh, <laughs> Nelly and McGraw. <laughs> like that. Over and over again. Hey, that song is stuck in your head. Don't don't bash it, man. He just plays that one song every single <laughs> And the whole song is literally five minutes of him just going over and over again. Chilling on the dirt road. <laughs> so I, I felt bad. I was like, you know, listen, I mean, I appreciate the, the appreciate everybody, but you know. Leave Scoots alone. Dude. Yeah, let let's Scoots is Scoots is, is 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 awesome in his own way. Let him let, cook. Let him let the cake bake. You're right about the thing. I remember when we when Cumulus went under, and of course, most people were blaming Jurich, but like a lot of people were like, I can't believe y'all went off the air, you and Renshaw. And, except there was this one guy on my Facebook page that like, just hated me, I guess. And every time I'd post, this is back in my posting on Facebook statuses, like days where now I just, once a year, I post thanks for the birthday wishes, and that's it. Sure. And like for like six months, I felt like every time I'd post something, he would reply like, that's the kind of stupidity that got you all fired. All there. I'm like, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, the line at Subway's long today. That's the kind of re- stupid stuff you say. I'm like, why are you mad at me? <laughs> yeah, there were, for the most part, like when he when disappeared I, eventually. When though. I've left radio stations, like, you know, it's, it's mostly positive. But every now and then there will be those people who are like, ha, 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 like, you deserve this. And yeah. Like, I mean, you're like, seriously. The best is when I would get that when we were. When we left a, like a ninety three nine to go to seven ninety, because I was like, "You think I just left that?" Like we like we announced <laughs> that we were leaving. They're like, "Like you deserve this. You get." I'm like, "Well, I'll see you again in six months." <laughs> but then I remember when we when we got laid off from from seven ninety, I posted a video. There was a UK. I don't even remember who they, they were playing, but I was I saw the college basketball gig, and so I would post every single night. I was writing about college basketball stuff, and I would have tweets about college basketball stuff. And there was a kid after one of the UK players fouled out. Who was doing this? Like he was like dancing in front of the UK player, like making this like really funny gesture. I think it was like a South Carolina home game, and whatever. And I was like, a hero appears, and like I just posted the video, and all these UK fans who were so upset about this kid were like, "This is why you don't have a job anymore." And I was like, I was like, good God! I was like, it's a funny video. Get over it. That's why I like to take time off on the show because because that way you know people won't get tired of me and they want me back. That's that's the way to do it. So I, I learned that lesson. That's why I was like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a few days off every now and then now. That's how it goes. And, and we'll bring in Scoots, who's a great replacement. You know, apparently for small doses, according to KRC fans. No, he's great. I, he love, I love Scoots. Yeah. Uh, text says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty Thornton text line. The title is Bleep Mbako. I guess that was one. Bleep Mbako. <laughs> we will talk a little bit about the 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 rumors about why Mbako is not visiting this weekend and how they correlate to what Hunter Dickinson said publicly today, uh, which was basically like, like, I don't know if he was trying to get pity, but he was like, I wasn't even making six figures last year at Michigan. And they talking about how NIL is basically why he's going to Kansas. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, like, you know, there are a lot of people out there not making six figures. He's really mad. Who's mad at him making six figures? Hunter Dickinson was trying to like, <laughs> he was like, he's talking about how he's like, yeah, NIL definitely played a part in me going to Kansas. And oh, he yeah. threw it out. He's like, I mean, I wasn't even making six figures last year at Michigan for he my season. He also didn't make the tournament either, dude. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what you expect. I got distracted by a Goodman tweet when you were talking about Oh, about uh, Jamarian Sharp? Yeah, I just love how he throws at the end Slick Rick. Oh, he hates Rick Stansberry. I mean, it's like, can you beat him? I love that Rick Stansberry. Subtle? I love <laughs> that Slick Rick has gone to Memphis, by the way. I just, and, and, and it wasn't the Jamie, yeah, it wasn't the Sharp actually withdrawing and going to Ole Miss. I, I, I would have saved that for later, but 
when I read the last line, he's like, and his former coach, Slick Rick. I'm like, wow, Jeff. See, he always used to do nice. the, He would always do the dollar signs with <laughs> oh, the S's and Sansbury. He's like, no, he's like, you can't compete against Rick Sansbury, which had been like, that's hilarious. People get mad about Goodman and stuff. Like, that's that thing that, like, everybody's heard over the years. Like, anybody who's oh, yeah. talked to anybody in college basketball has heard. And Goodman, I think, has just gotten to the age where he's like, look, I, I'm not working for ESPN anymore. I'm not going to work for any. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, and so, he, yeah, he definitely made that. But in consecutive years, we now have Larry Brown, Frank Haith, and Rick Stansberry on Penny Hardaway's staff at Memphis State. Uh, God love them. They, I mean, I'm assuming if one of the Miller boys don't 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 last where they're at now, they've got an assistant coaching job and waiting. They'll get talent, but they're sure as hell not going to go far in the NCAA tournament. I'll tell you that. No, and if you're, if you're Hunter Dickinson, Dickinson, you might want to go there because they're going to pay you. They're going to pay you. I'm, did, I mean, is he really, you know, how real, much was he making at Michigan? It's so bad he wasn't making six figures. Yeah, you think like 85, 90K? I mean, if he's saying it like that, you assume he was close to 100K but just wasn't there. I mean, no offense, Hunter, but like that's more than you're going to make in, when you go play in the D-League. Probably. Um, did you see, I saw this stat yesterday and it kind of, I had to do like a little bit of a double take Rick Stansberry, the first Western Kentucky coach since 1922 to not take the Hilltoppers to the NCAA tournament in his whole tenure. Yeah. During... And he had all that talent and all he was there. Teams. He wasn't like he was there for two years either. He was there for what, plenty five? of opportunities. Yeah. I just cannot get it. The man, look, he's going to bring you talent. He's just not going to bring you to the tournament or past the first weekend of the tournament. I mean, even Ray Harper underachieved, but he still made the tournament. Texas says, speaking of filled up, I come on. <laughs> I did see Trevor's mom last time I was at Thornton's. Uh, you know what? A part of me is actually glad you went with that joke instead of my uh, Scoots uh, comment to, to, to make my mom joke today. Mom's getting ready for a uh, yard sale this weekend. You want to come by the Kelsey Manor and buy, sure. some, of, yeah. buy some of our junk? Is the picture of you in the Spreewell jersey on sale? No. I don't know. I got to find that. I'd buy it. She's... God love my mom. Like I'm a pack rat. I'm bad about that. I'm not gonna lie. I, I've got a storage unit that I have basically just because I keep too much crap. Um, my mom though, like loves yard sales. I'm not going to, I'm doing them. Like she's obsessed with. It. She's been doing them my whole life. My mom doesn't too. I I've never grasped it. Like I just that's what she does. Like she's the type that'll go like and pick stuff out of people's garbage to sell it at her yard sale. Like that's what she kind of does. Like she's not a pack rat. She just like collects stuff just so she can resell it. Okay. And then be like, I made like twelve dollars. I'm like, congratulations, you've been here since six a.m. It's like noon now. Like, Earn money. Yeah, like here's a twenty. Go to bed. <laughs> but it's but yeah. So she's getting ready for a. So she's like got like all this stuff. My ring's blowing up because she's coming in and out of the house today, like setting everything up in the yard. God knows what stuff it is. I mean, it'd be like coasters and like her clothes. And, I'm sorry, this is such a burden on you, Trevor. I need. Mean, <laughs> Not that I even notice. <laughs> Half the time when she does it, I'm by the time I wake up, she's already closed up and moved everything back in. <laughs> Texture says, I'm going to need Trevor to stop talking about Huggins. About Huggins. <laughs> We're all walking on eggshells. Yeah. Texas, any other what university. Day don't I walk on eggshells? Texas, any other university in the country would have canned Huggins. I'm surprised West Virginia didn't give him a raise and make a t shirt <laughs> about it. Now, if he'd said something derogatory about kissing your sister, we would have a different conversation. Bazing. <laughs> Buzzing. I, I don't know if I'd say he'd been fired at any other school, but I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I was when it originally happened. I remember I questioned whether West Virginia would fire him or not. I'm surprised, they not whether it be, but... you know, whether I think he deserved it or not. It's, it's not, you know, sure, it doesn't matter. It's a matter what I think they might do. And I guess, you know, they didn't. Texas Castellanos did homer last night. Did he? <laughs> he? He's not with the Reds, is he? No, he's with the Phillies. Okay. They, uh, no, they didn't play Toronto. Who did Toronto lose to last night? I forget. Somebody. 
Uh, TJ texted in. Hey, TJ. What up, buddy? He said, it's so sad your food options are limited to fast food drive throughs and DoorDash options. Trevor, let's say you, Mike, Roush, Scoots, and I hit up Kearns for a proper Louisville meal. Mike Street. I would love to take you to Kearns. Have I think, you ever been there? I think Kearns is on DoorDash. Is it really? And that's the place over there by the homemade pie kitchen, right? Yeah, on Barstown Road. Yeah. I went there one Where time. all the degenerate gamblers on horse racing real go. We, really go. All I, the real degenerates. I actually met TJ and Nick down there one time, and I, I guess it was they were, they were busy, and we ended up having to go somewhere else. But like I was kind of glad because I guess I only had a credit card with me, and they'd only take cash or something, I think. Like, they do only take cash. Yeah. I was like, what was this, like a dispensary or something? Like, what am I going to get with my burger It's over worth here? it for the chili. Really? Delicious. So I do. I wonder if they are on DoorDash. I'll check. But Kearns I, is great. I do. I, I, I went there one time. I've heard they've got a great burger. When is Burger Week again? Uh, I think it happened recently. Why didn't you tell me? Sorry. You're going to. I had a tradition like no other. Well, there's Pizza Week, too. Is there really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, Burger no, Week. Kearns the Burger Week's it. in July. July. Okay. We still got time. There's still time. And Kearns is not on DoorDash. I didn't. I, I would have been surprised. Texas is the band Aha. No, that wasn't. It's the cover of Aha. Yeah, that was the cover of Aha. Yeah. That song's been covered a few times. In fact, it's the second cover I've played on this radio station for them. Texas, I don't think that off the cuff means what Trevor thinks it means. <laughs> I didn't hear you use that phrase, but I'm going to side with the texter. I did, and I'm pretty <laughs> Sometimes you just say things. <laughs> is it right? Did I use the phrase right? I mean, did I phrase it right? Texas says, sell the Spreewell jersey with TK's autograph. I buy, I'm, I'm telling you, I'll buy it right now. Well, this is pretty well true. I'm gonna ask my mom when I get home tonight. I'm gonna ask her which because she used to be hanging in her bedroom, and I was so I went to look for it. And she took it down, which I think I didn't bring it up because that hurt a little bit. But also, when I ask my mom something, I'm getting like a half an hour of talking as a result. And sometimes it's just it's not, not worth, worth it. it. Yeah. yeah, like it's just, like I told her today. I was walking out, and she knew my friend had passed. I'm like, Mom, I was like, I just found out so and so passed, and I'll say his name because it has the kind of the, the unfortunately, God love my mom. I was like. Kevin Conklin passed. She's like, the guy from Field of Dreams? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I worked with Kevin Costner at Cardboard Heroes, Mom. It was between Dancing with the Wolves. I was like, no. <laughs> like, like, big guy. He looks like the guy that got they got stuck in our doorway at Norburn. We were trying to take a couch down in my basement. The more that you talk about your mom, the more that a lot of what happens on the show makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, no, big guy. She's like, look like, look like Peter Griffin. She's like, oh, who? I'm like, never mind. I'm going to work. <laughs> never mind the fact that you also brought up that, like, if you say one thing to her, she goes on and rambles for 30 minutes. Not unlike some other people that I know. I mean, I'm glad you're self-aware, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Intern Patrick texted and makes a great point, by the way. says that Kearns is only cash there. Yeah, being on DoorDash probably wouldn't really happen. <laughs> Oh, God. Huh. I didn't put that together. Texas says, in <laughs> reference to the couple having sex at the bar, we all see it. We all see it. I, I use that line more than I care to admit. If that happened to you, what would you do? Not like, like, There were people having yeah, sex at the bar right you're, in front of me? You're like, you go up to the bar to get a drink, and you just go over, and there's like a doggy style going on. Probably take a video. <laughs> I mean. Be like, be like, what's happening? Do you like high five the dude? I mean, No. Like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You call next? I mean, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Texas says Kev passed. He worked at, at Denny's too. Kevin Conklin passed. I didn't know he worked at Denny's. He moved to Burlington uh, years ago after he left Cardboard Heroes. 
It's a small city. I feel it like is. anytime you mention a name, like like the other day when we were doing the show. I'm sure at, people that worked with me at Carver Hills listened to the show, I think. Yeah, I mean, when we did the show at Oxmoor, and I, I mentioned, you know, had, having gone seen, gone to see the, the play at St. Mark and Mary. And I was like, the girl who plays Anna was incredible. Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. And I was like, I'm not sure her name. Like, we get like six texts immediately who are like, her name is blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a small city. Uh, last text here before we go to break. They said, text us, these are all from Weezer's OK But Unnecessary Covers album. That is correct. There you go. So Weezer Wednesday, baby. Weezer Wednesday. We will. Uh, That's just me talking. Texas says it was a, like a legit bar, like a nice place. There were people everywhere. The bartender even came up and told them they couldn't do that. I, I, I it's. Wait, it, what do you mean? Stop, please stop. That, that it's shocking <laughs> in the video. Like again, it's not like a packed like Gerstles on Saturday night, but it's not an uncrowded bar. Yeah, and it doesn't look like a, you know, a bar where this. <laughs> Sort of thing happens regularly. It's a, it's a shocking move. Were, now, were they completely naked, or was this just like pants a, off, just, like just pants only though? Pants or they had shirts on, like a shirts bus? are on. The pants are both down, like but they, just, so they're we're, we're bare butt. So this isn't like up to just pulled up the skirt type thing. Asses are visible. Okay, and it, like they're not. If they're trying to hide it, they're not. They're clearly just way too drunk to. I don't even know how they're they're capable of doing this. They're I don't. Yeah, if you're that drunk, I don't even think I could. Yeah, perform. One of the most brash things I've ever seen in my entire life. Have you ever seen the movie Zach and Mary make a porno? No, but you talk about it a lot. I, well, I did not. I texted you once about it because I watched it. You talked about it on the show before though. Maybe, but there's the, the the scene where they they decide to make the porno in the coffee shop and they're doing the sex scene. Like the drunk guy walks in to order coffee. He's just like sitting there, like just not even acknowledging the fact that. That Jason Mewes and this other girl just having sex right in front of him. He's like, I just left the Steelers game. Roethlisberger, huck it, chuck it, football. It sounds great. <laughs> it's, it's actually a funny scene. Go watch it. I've seen part of the movie at some point. It has. It it's not great. Justin Long is hilarious in it. And uh, that scene right there is pretty funny. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hours coming up. Let's talk some McKenzie and Baco, some UofL Hoops recruiting. That'll get people fired Shallow up. Shallow how? We'll talk shallow how as well. I'll, I'll get into it. Uh, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. We'll take more from you guys as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. as a buster. Always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass so No, I don't want your number, no I don't want to give you mine and no I don't want to meet you nowhere, no Don't want none of your time and no Who asked for this? No Who was like, I need to do I need Weezer doing no scrub I like this cover I don't at all You don't? It's in Embarrassingly awkward. <laughs> I would like to know TLC's thoughts about this. They're probably just happy to get royalties. I mean, is, I'm pretty sure they're broke. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable listening to this. Like, this is no, it's not, not good. The other two were fine. This is this is not good. This did not need to happen. So, so Scrubs does not make the uh, list. I think the, the the texture's description of this album as being fine but unnecessary is probably I mean, pretty it's, ass. It's <laughs> uh, uh, I, for the record, though, Africa did not make the cut. 
I've actually. I'm not, I'm not just talking about. We're, we're not bringing it. We're not bringing in church. We're not talking about churchill business. Right. I, I've I've heard that <laughs> covered before, and it's actually good. Like that, that's the, that's the only song that I remember hearing from that album because people kept sharing because they were like, "This is actually pretty good." Um, and then I don't think I've ever heard any of these other ones. Yeah, I, that's uh, these are all off the. Uh... <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing your your thoughts on uh, some of the other songs. <laughs> Why is Mandy Penn taken? Who? Mandy Pentakin. Why is he trending? Oh, he's just he's picketing. Who is that? Actor. He's in Homeland. A couple other things. Was he the uh the terrorist in Homeland or the 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 the, the... He's the older guy, like the um the mentor. Oh yeah, the one that the, Claire Danes. I'm gonna I'm just in a spoiler, but any of the one like I think it, they think gets blown up like in the season two or something. I don't think so. In the, in the, isn't that the one where in the season two, like they have the, the, the everybody goes in the bunker because there's like a bombing and stuff? Yeah, I think she's there. I don't think he's there. Uh, that's that's actually the last I watched of, of Homeland. I never I never actually watched it. Actually. Ended on a high note. Had some had some low moments for sure. I know I know a lot of Ended people well. thought it dipped big time. It but, did. It was yeah. it got bad. Uh, I also saw that uh, MTV News is officially shutting down. Uh, I, this happened yesterday, and I didn't right. want I didn't want to bring it up because we had just so much other stuff obviously to talk about. But yeah, I, Kurt Loader was trending heavily yesterday. And where's Kurt Loader these days? I mean, it's just. Do you remember when MTV News used to like legitimately break news? Like you would hear. Stuff, oh yeah, you would. You'd be I mean, like, "Oh my God, what's Kurt Loder going to tell me?" Like I, I, I've told the story before. That's how I found out that Elliot Smith died in college. Was Kurt Loder on MTV News Update? I mean, that's that's. I mean, I, I, I mean, I remember the the Kurt Cobain breaking news. I was. I want to say it was in April of, of was it ninety ninety three ninety four roughly. Yeah. And I just remember yeah that breaking in and then yeah you hear that that that, that breaking news sound and and the MTV logo rotating in a circle and yeah you're just like oh. Good bleep. What's I mean? Nowadays, it's you know irrelevant. You just go to Twitter. I mean, but well, that's what I was going to say. Like, it, it's sad that MTV News is shutting down, but also, I would have bet that MTV News shut down like 15 years ago. Like, I, yeah, I, I would I not know. have. I mean, they don't. There's nothing but ridiculousness on MTV now. Yeah, I didn't. Or, or Teen or Teen Wolf, or Teen. Which, by the way, if I get burned by Teen Wolf one more time, I think I'm going to see Michael J. Fox, and I flip it on there. I'm going to get really, really pissed. I love that. That's how you know that there's a show called Teen Wolf. Because <laughs> I would stop and be like, ooh, Teen Wolf. And I'll hit it. I'm like, God, I'd rather even watch the Jason Bateman version. What is this crap? I'm like, can they be sued for using the name? Uh, let's talk <laughs> Let's talk Mackenzie and Baco, because we, we had we, we The news broke while we were on the air yesterday, but obviously our focus was elsewhere. Uh, Mackenzie and Baco, we found out yesterday that he was down to... Uh, Louisville, or not Louisville, he was down to Indiana and Kansas and was not going to take his previously planned visit to Louisville this weekend. Uh, we now found out today, find out today, that he's going to make his college decision on Friday. It'll either be Kansas or uh, Indiana. He'll make the announcement uh, this Friday. I, I mean, we didn't really dive into it. It's a, it, it, was, it, it was always going to hurt because Louisville's been listed as one of the primary options for the highest-ranked prospect in the country right now, the highest-ranked incoming freshman prospect in the country. But because it was framed out there at various points in time as he's definitely coming here or as we're the heavy leaders or it's us or the NBA or not the NBA but us or professional basketball for a year, like that makes it sing that much more. And it's why I said on the podcast, and I'll say it again, Unless, like, we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that a kid's going to come here. Like, I wish we would stop with all the vague reporting and all the vague stuff that's out there. Because it just gets people's hopes up. And it just further infuriates the portion of the fan base that is already 
on edge with Kenny Payne. And the other thing is, like, when you have these reports out there, the, the, the portion of the fan base that's on the opposite end of the spectrum that's very much Kenny Payne can do no wrong, like, they're thumping their chest. They're, they're you know, they're they're yelling at the fans that they see as, as anti-Kenny Payne and all this stuff. It just creates more division. And the reality with Mackenzie and Baco is the more that we got actual substantive reports from people that were covering the situation or from the kid himself, we realized that, like, Nobody knew bleep like like, like like nobody. Every fan base was 100 percent sure that this kid was going to, going to come there. I don't know if they were intentionally leaking stuff to the coaching staffs, but you had a period in time where Rutgers fans were like, "He's going to come here." Well, that only lasted like two days, though. And still, like Mbako is like he's <laughs> adding fuel to that fire. He's like commenting on Rutgers Instagram posts with oh, yeah. the eyeball emojis. Like the kid clearly loves it. And then Kansas fans are 100 percent sure he's going there. St. John's fans at one point in time are like they're. Projecting their starting lineup with Mbako, Indiana fans. Yeah, I mean, Indiana fans are doing that. Louisville fans certainly, because of some of the the stuff that was floating around there, thought that this kid was going to come. And then we don't even get a visit when all said and done. It's a it's a bad piece of news to lose out on the kid for sure. But what do we do with the fact that you know he and Nolan Smith reportedly had this very close relationship? Nolan was the reason that he committed to Duke, and then at the end of the day we don't even get a visit. Like, that's... I mean, it's this year's DJ Wagner. We went to the same thing this last... This, we went to almost the same thing last offseason, right? Yeah. We're, we're, they we're are gonna, technically from the same class, but yeah, the, the but, recruitment feels similar. But yeah, but I mean, we're going to... DJ, We, I mean, Louisville fans, prematurely or not, where, you know, you hire Kenny, you're getting milk coming in, we're getting DJ. We're right. gonna, you got You got, you know, talking heads without, you know, just automatically, you know, knee-jerkingly picking their... Their fancy glass ball to say Louisville for DJ. You got, you know, it's, that's what we hear. I mean, you, and fan bases are and, and Louisville fan base is getting their hopes just up and up and up because you know you keep hearing, oh, it's we're gonna get DJ Wagner, and then you know, but then oh, but he's not visiting. We're not even getting a visit. We didn't even do this, and so now he's going to tell you. It's kind of the same thing this year. He he decommits from Duke, and I know you're right, same class, but it's in two different off seasons. He decommits, and automatically it's like, oh, he's got connections in Nolan. The fan base is getting itself like pumped up again, and like going, okay, you know, we, this is a lock, right? I mean, well, it doesn't help that you've got people that are perceived as like insiders who have direct contacts with the staff who are like, here we go, like Mbako, <laughs> like Big Mac tweets out there, like it just it just gets people riled up when and he doesn't even visit exactly, like like that, that's the I thing, mean, and it's why like I'm and, and I'm not blaming anybody in particular here, but with football when you have these sort of vague, I know something you don't know tweets coming out from whether it's Brady Brom or members of the staff or people who are insiders. Like we always get a commitment from the kid like an hour later. Like it, it always happens. They wait until they are a hundred percent sure that this is a done deal. And then they start doing the whole like good news coming stuff and everybody gets riled up. And then we find out what it is and we all celebrate with basketball. Like whoever amongst the staff is putting stuff out there, they've got to stop doing this because like I no longer believe anything that comes out. Like I, they're I, obviously I, premature on their on their big breaking news. I mean, we had the whole thing where like everybody is texting the text line, everybody's sending me direct messages three weeks ago that like, hey, so and so is 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 putting it out there from the staff saying we're getting R.J. Luis tomorrow on Wednesday, and then we're getting Mbako this weekend, and then like it changes to like we're getting Mbako next week. We're gonna get maybe Trey White, and then we're gonna get Mbako after his visit, and like. It's just like the, the I, I get that recruiting changes. I get that there are different stories. But at some point, like, I don't want to hear 
definitive stuff unless it's actually definitive. Like if the kid is has talked to the coaches and said, I'm committing, I'm making my announcement Wednesday at four o'clock, that's when I need the, the vague stuff to start coming out because we've been doing this for like a year now where it's like, yeah. Now you see why I don't like fall recruiting. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't like – a lot of times like, when there's smoke, there's fire in recruiting, and you see that at other programs. With us, like, it's just – you never know what to believe from one day to the next. And, and clearly it, there's somebody who's putting stuff out there uh, on purpose, and it just like, – I'm at the point now where I'm just, like, not believing anything because in, in, until I get a kid actually tweeting from his account or putting it out on his Instagram account that it's a done deal – I'm like, I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm not getting my hopes down. I'm not reacting to anything because there's just so much misinformation floating around. I, I can't help but wonder, like, is is the misinformation being fed from maybe someone inside that just is naive enough to think that maybe they, they don't know it's misinformation? And they feel like they maybe actually have these good chances and just obviously are not self-aware enough to realize that they're, they don't. I think you probably had a case here just based, because the Mbako recruitment has been DJ Wagner, I don't think they they sold. I think they played that down big time last year. A little bit, the coaching staff felt dead a little bit, and like, hey, let's not get our you know copes up. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's probably fair. I think Mbako was telling a lot of people or his camp, whoever it is. You know, you never know who the the people are around the kid these days. We're telling a lot of people what they wanted to hear, and I think that's probably what happened here was Mbako and Nolan Smith or or whoever had conversations, and it seemed like it was like he made it seem like, hey, I'm, I'm going to come here or there's a really good chance that I'm going to come here. That starts to get leaked out there. I think that the the coaching staff wants to get the fan base on their side. They see the negativity that's out there. They see the criticism that's out there, which, again, like, uh, how can you not expect to see that? You went 4-28 and last year. Of course there's <laughs> going to be criticism out there. Like you, I, don't, I don't know. It's how, Louisville, for God's sake. I don't know how you can't see through the BS of a handler who's telling you what you want to hear. I'm sure you get that probably with every recruitment of every decent player you go to. You'd think. I mean, you, you, I mean, you think you should be able to know to take everything they tell you with a grain of salt, right? And I, I guess mean, NIL changes things. I guess that is the the wrench thrown in, and people are still trying to adjust to that. And that's you know, the rumor that's out there is, is Kansas paid an exorbitant amount of money for – McKenzie to just simply not visit Louisville. Um, well, I, how much? Because who says we can't match it? Well, the, the the number that people are putting out there, which I don't believe at all, is $4 million. I, I can't imagine that Kansas no. is paying $4 million for a no kid way. simply not to visit Louisville when some of the NIL numbers that are out there are, for people who are actually playing and who are much more established, are mm. I mean significantly, significantly lower than a million dollars. I don't know. I did see that 30 for 30 on the rules from Naismith. They did bid like $6 million on that thing. And also, like, if we're getting the same things, like, why are we supposed to believe that when it's coming from the same, like, like outlets or, or people who are like, you know, he's a lock. It's done. He's coming this weekend. Like, I just, I don't, I don't believe anything anymore when it comes to news that's coming surrounding the men's basketball program just because it's, it seems to always change. And I just, I don't, I don't get it. It just seems like there's a lot of confusion there. I mean, um, can't we call? Don't you have his number, Nolan? Somebody's got to I mean, be like, "Hey, text him." Be like, uh, "Kansas is going to offer you money. We're not. We're not broke. Come here. We 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 can offer you some money. Just come and visit. Just talk to us. If you don't like it, go back to Kansas." I can't make sense of any. Like, I, I don't know I mean, exactly what happened. I've got no idea if that's just if it's not true. All I know is the kid, for whatever reason, is not taking his official visit here, and he's going to choose between Kansas and Indiana. And it should be noted. I mean, those are. Both Adidas schools, like like the, we're supposed to be the flagship Adidas program. We're the wow. we've got the biggest contract. Um, they're supposed to be investing a lot in us. It's not like Kansas and Adidas don't have sort of a weird history, given the FBI scandal. 
but it's whatever Adidas, if they're playing a role in all this, they aren't helping us and they're helping the two other schools. So um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do with any of that. I, I don't know what to do with this whole recruitment. I still think that, you know, there's a opportunity now to use the scholarship on a player who can significantly help you. Not that Mbako wouldn't have, but you can now go out and get that guard that everybody's looking for. That's in the transfer portal. I know that Louisville has, has talked to Andrew Taylor. Um, he's going to be tough to get. He's was seen as an old Miss lean uh, when he announced his initial transfer from Marshall. Um, he's in very high demand out there, but we'll see what happens on that front. And if you don't get Andrew Taylor, there's still some good options out there available in the portal as well. So it's a the whole thing strikes me as weird. It struck me as unnecessarily dramatic. If we if we just gone into this, if it was like, hey, Mbako is available. He's considering Louisville, and the reporting just kind of stayed straightforward. Like, he's going to take these visits. He's, he's considering these four schools. Louisville's one of them. And then we'd lost Adam at the last second. Like, that would have been one thing. But because yeah. we had all the noise of, like, this is done. He's going to be here. He's, he's going to start at the four. Like, it just made the whole thing worse. And I, I wish we had just been able to sit back. And, and I know how hard it is to not say something when you have, like, inside info. Trust me. Like, like I, I know – but you have to bite the tongue. Like you just have to sit back and let this thing play out. I mean, there've been a lot of times where I've had like, can't miss hundred percent info and it has wound up just changing. And if I'd put it out there when I got it, instead of just sitting on it, I would have looked dumb because something happened at the last second. Like you just, you don't know the 17 year old kids going to change his mind multiple times. Exactly. I mean, sometimes it'll be like a transfer. Sometimes it'll be like a, I mean, you know, there's, there's been a lot of stuff happens and a lot of times people will put stuff out there and it's just, you know, Sometimes the best thing is just to sit back, and I know it's hard to be like, mm, like I, I know this, I want everybody to know that I know it, but it just it doesn't. It, sometimes it does more harm than good, and I think we're seeing that right now with men's basketball, which just desperately needs some stability, both for itself and for this fan base. Like we just need to, the less drama, the better, and instead, like something new every single day. Um, but we'll see where this this recruitment goes from here with this final scholarship. And hopefully we can land a, a very solid player. I still think that you've got a roster that has upgraded the talent significantly from last year. I think it's a roster that still has two very clear weaknesses. One, uh, the youth. Two, the lack of a second lead guard. Real quick, uh, break this down to me. Michael Scott's surplus style. How, how do you, like, by comparison, where do you see this roster being more talented? And before you answer me, say this, like, so you think Sky Clark is better than Ellis was last year? I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So James, I, I, with with the assumption that James and Trainer, who will probably be starting and probably Huntley Hatfield, will improve. Should all be better. Should all be. We would, let's hope. Yes. Should all improve. So that give you that, I guess. Um, and I think the, Trenton Flowers is a talent upgrade from Kamari Lands. If you want to make that comparison, Lands or Withers, maybe you would compare them to. Well, I think that you compare them to Flowers coming off the bench, being like a three yeah. as a true freshman. I guess the, I guess the, the the with with the three with three of those guys being brought over from last year and, and agreeing with you that hoping they they will take steps forward. I guess the the, the key one is Sky Clark versus L. Ellis is, is is the one I guess I'm hung up on the most. So, and you, understandably you, so. And you take because because that's what I'm hearing. Like when you say it's most improved, I'm like then you obviously think. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's what you you're you're telling me. You think Sky Clark. This this Sky Clark this year will be better than Ellis was last year. Not, not well, really setting the bar even, high. Even but. if he's not, that's still four out of the five spots that are. That's true. So I, I think okay. that you can say. And look, maybe we look back and it's not. Maybe the guys that we're hoping take gigantic steps forward don't. It's happened, unfortunately. And, and that's the. I went on this big rant I think on Monday show where 
like you look at this roster and just I can't take anyone seriously who is overwhelmingly optimistic or overwhelmingly pessimistic because the fact of the matter is we just don't know anything like it, it, when I see people out there talking about Karan Davis who now we've Rick Bose via his report we found out he's supposed to be you know, he's gonna play point guard and people are like you guys are underrating Karan Davis and people are like you're over we don't know anything about Karan Davis we don't we have highlight videos of him playing in Juco that's it I, we have no idea how that's going to translate to this level none We've got nobody who went out and saw him, no recruiting gurus who went out and saw him and evaluated his, his, his film or evaluated him up close and personal. We don't know anything about Karan Davis. We don't know how Trenton Flowers is going to handle being a reclass. We don't know Dennis Evans. Is his defensive game going to be as good as people say it is? And is his offensive game going to be good enough to like be a realistic option as a starting center, as a true freshman? We don't know any of these things. Sky Clark is one of the more, it feels like, known commodities on this roster when we talk about him. He played 13 games of college basketball and was insanely up and down and is also still coming off of a pretty significant injury that ended his high school career. Like There are way, way more question marks on this roster than there are known commodities. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because the answer to all these questions could be better than we ever dreamed of. Maybe Mike James has just crushed it this offseason and he's going to go from good redshirt freshman to breakout star redshirt sophomore. Maybe Brandon Huntley-Hatfield just needed a year to get his feet underneath him, and he's going to realize all that NBA potential. We just don't know the answers to any of we these know. questions. And it's why like you know, people are like, how do you think it's going to go? I'm like, I can guess, but if you told me right now that they're going to win, I don't know, 23 games and make the NCAA tournament, I'd be like, I can kind of see it. And if you told me that they're going to win five games and be just a game better than they were a year ago, I could kind of see it. I, just, I don't... It all seems possible when we have these like window, you know, ceiling floor conversations. Yeah. Like that, it realistically is like I don't know, thirty games and zero games. It's like the ceiling. Well, what worries me is, I mean, you talk about like this team having so many question marks. Well, so did last year. Exactly. He won four games. I mean, I don't know if I would say last year's had. I mean, very similar though. Probably the amount of question marks going in each roster. And that's why I think you I mean, and you I shouldn't have that going into year two than than you do in year one. Though we had that question out there, and and I think you and I. But, you know, I said when we finally round out this roster, I do want to put it out to a vote and say, you know, which of these four categories do you fall under when it comes to Kenny Payne now? Like 100% in, cautiously optimistic, cautiously pessimistic, 100% out. And I think you and I both have said we are on the cautiously pessimistic Very side so, of, the, yeah. of those things. Like, I don't think, I mean, you, you don't need me to say it for the millionth time. I think if, <laughs> if you listen to the show, you know where I am. Like, I don't think that this is going to go great, like swimmingly. I don't. But, I don't know that. No. Yeah. I've been wrong a billion times before. And I, I can right. see that there's a a roster here with a lot of ability and a lot of question marks from what I've seen on film with some of the guys that we're bringing in. I think Trey White is a solid addition. But just it's hard for me to shake the images from last year. And I know everyone's like, you have to turn the page, you have to turn the page. That's fine. But last year's, team, together. last year's team, as talent deficient as it was, I think – Every time I say I think we can all agree, like, I'm like, no, you can't. Like in the back of my mind is like, no, you can't. We can't all agree on anything these days. But I think most of us should agree that it should have been better than a four-win team. And the fact that they didn't improve more as the year went on, the fact that the defense was as woeful in game one as it was in game 32, is hard for me to shake when it comes to to wanting to believe that this uptick in talent 
can result in an NCAA tournament run or an NCAA tournament appearance or a flirtation with the NCAA tournament. I'm very much in the I'm going to have to see it if I'm going to believe it camp. And that's not me being a hater. It's just me watching basketball for the last year and having I mean, an opinion on what I've seen. You can't be, I mean, I guess if you want to be someone wants to call you a hater for that, but I mean, it's. They have. I, I feel like it's more just realism. You think? I mean, it's just kind of like you said. I mean, we went to last year with question marks, and, and I thought we, I mean, we, you and I both, maybe again, I said, like I said, maybe me longer than you, but we, we, we wouldn't open with an open mind. I mean, and maybe this year you're going in more with an open mind than I am, but. I'm still trying to be open-minded about it. I don't think that I am. I think I'm just having conversations in the offseason because we need to have conversations in the offseason. I think it's, it's true. It's only fair to have honest discussions about the talent that you're bringing in because you can't. It's like I said before the season ended. I can't approach every piece of offseason news with, well, it doesn't matter. We're going to suck anyway, so well, who cares? Like You have to at least talk about things as they happen. We, we went four games this year again, and Kenny King comes back. I promise you next summer that's what you're going to get from me. That I will agree with you <laughs> okay, on. If yeah. we go four and twenty-eight, and bring him back for a third year, and bring back him, <laughs> if we land the number one recruiting class in America and the number one transfer class in America, I will react to every piece of news <laughs> with that exact line. Who cares? We're going to suck anyway. That that's a guarantee. I, I okay. will back you up on that. Okay, thank you. Remember that, people. Year three, two straight years. If we <laughs> if we have a combined record of eight and fifty-six after two seasons, I will react to every single piece of news next offseason with the same same line for sure. If you can understand this while we're drinking on air, because we just went eight and fifty-six. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what else to say. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back. Your thoughts on the text line, 502-414-1450. something else you underestimated. We got Shallow How Talk. I will talk Shallow How. Yeah, you underestimated that, too. I properly <laughs> estimated I, I'm, I'm curious. Did you Are you going into the Kenny Payne era with more open mind than you did Shallow How? Because I know you went, You started this movie with already hating it. Before I will talk about how I went okay. into this movie because I, I, I tried. I did. Well, I watched Howard the Duck. <laughs> we'll talk about all that. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Continues next. You're on 1450 The Big Ass. No scrub, a scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging up the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub, a scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging up the when the night has come and the land. Rivers Cuomo doing Benny King. Oh. I think I told you this when I graduated fifth grade. I had to learn this song in sign language. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we for our fifth grade graduation, we did we we had to we, we all got on stage and like sang. I guess I was like we're graduating. Why do we have to be the one like do all this stuff? But anyway, uh, we had to we had to sing the children are our future, which to this day I still know all the lyrics. Do. I believe the children, children are our future. Teach them well and let them see the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Okay, anyway. Uh, 
And then I had we we did this song. We also had to do the chorus of not the whole song, but the chorus in sign language. To this day, I still know both the songs by heart, but I have forgotten how to do the sign language. Oh man, <laughs> I was I, I, I was telling my friend this the other day because his niece is graduating fifth grade. And he was like, "Do you know what you learned?" I was like, "Hand to God, no pun intended." I was like, "I was I remember staying up all night like doing like the ASL sign language to learn to do this and learning how to do it." And I I mean, I couldn't tell you one sign now today. Isn't but. it crazy how certain things like I guess it's like when your your brain is in that because your brain is never absorbing as much as it is when you're a kid like you, probably you're, yeah you're, you're retaining so much i mean think about think about trying to learn math now like like just oh know, or something akin to math right now like you just it's why you have you know you know you'll have if i tried to learn a foreign language now it'd be 10 times harder than it would be when if i started when i was like 10 just something as easy as writing cursive right now but there are you know there's so many things like that that I still can remember just off the top like a random song that I did for like a, a science project in fourth grade I can still tell you the all the words that I did for the song that I put together. What song was it? It was a song about uh, ecology. Oh, you something you wrote which yeah. surprised me. Okay, never mind. Yeah, we we did a song. A group of us did a song together. Like, I can still tell you every single word. Yeah. And, I mean, I remember. And the other thing, like, like, I can tell you every single name of every teacher I had from like kindergarten through, you know, eighth grade. Oh, I don't. I don't think I could tell you. I remember like the name of one professor that I had in college. That's I, it. I I know nothing. I, I'd be like, oh yeah, the the, the that old guy. Like, I, I have no idea what his name was. I remember a few of my sixth grade teachers, but I can do up to like kindergarten. Well, most of my elementary because you only had one teacher. Like when you get to middle school, you have you start having right. multiple teachers. I do remember a few like Mr. Carmen. How can I forget the man who like I told you would like every Wednesday we just watch whatever movie he rented for a dollar at Tuesday at Kroger's. Legend. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> that's easy to remember that class and that teacher, but yeah, I, I mean yeah, I remember some elementary, but that's about Miss Palumbo, Miss Dolt. I remember them. Love you guys. Miss Palumbo was my fifth grade. Dolt was my fourth. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's take some text. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We were talking about the uh, McKenzie and Baco developments that we didn't really get a chance to talk about yesterday, and, and then the latest development from today, which is that he's announcing officially. Uh, on Friday between... What do we pick? Oh, no, he's already said announced it's between two. That's right, yeah. Uh, somebody actually sent in the video <laughs> of the of the, the, the Bowling Green bar. Good. I want to I get to watch it because I'm, I'm going to check that out. You can watch it. Yeah. You can find it other, other places. Uh, Texas says, Tony, I'm a pervert. I want to watch it. <laughs> Texas says, Tony the Tan Lines played my wedding five years ago, and it was amazing. Sad to hear that about the lead singer. He was so good. They're all... I mean, they're fantastic. I'm surprised. I don't... I'm, I'm kind of mad at myself not knowing who that... No, You've been, the only, you've been out of the culture for like 15 years. That's true. I mean, I'm. I guess the only local band I used to there used to be a, lo, a, a group that you'd play all the time up at our place, Two Pump Jump. Like I'd watch right name. Yeah, I mean that's how. How do you not forget that name? Of course. Like I remember them as the cover band. I'd see up there all the time. But I guess that's about it. Texas, what are your thoughts on Hunter Dickinson being the first athlete to basically say that he went to a school because they paid more money than the school that I was at? I mean, he's not the first. He might be the first to admit it, but he's the first to do it. I mean. We've had because we've had stories before of kids like the Florida quarterback who went down there and then didn't get the money that he was promised and just already transferred. So, you, like we've yeah. known that there have been stories like this, but when, the 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 exact quote that he put out there today, and this was I guess on his uh, on his podcast, he said the people hating on me would leave their job right now for a ten thousand dollar increase. I got less than six figures at Mich- Michigan for the year. Was the the quote? So I meant so if, if, if for ten dollars, so he was making what nine hundred and ninety thousand. 
explain the thought process that led you to make that. He said that he, he only got a ten thousand dollar. No, that's not what he said. He said oh. people the people that are hating on me would leave their job right now if they got a ten thousand dollar increase somewhere else. And he's saying I wasn't even making a hundred thousand dollars last year at Michigan. Okay, I was thinking seven figures first of all. Uh, second, so but 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 by that statement, I'm thinking he was making ten thousand to get over six figures. Is what I'm thinking. No, he's just saying that like any. <laughs> yeah, he's saying he left to make it ten thousand dollars, and anybody that's else would not, do it. That, no, that's not what he's saying at all. I think the implication is that he's making significant. He's getting a significant increase okay. to go from from Michigan to Kansas, and he's saying people would jump jobs for a much less of an increase ah, okay. if they were offered, which is I think it's a fair point. Like if. if most people, if they got a 10K, say you're, you're getting, I don't know, $55,000 a year at a job. If you had a job lined up that was basically the same work and you were going to get paid 65K somewhere else, most people would probably jump at that opportunity. And he's saying, look, I, I was making significantly less at Michigan than what I'm going to make at Kansas. Yeah, at, this is about the money. I'm going to go there. I mean, it's fine. I mean, for example, what I do, it depends on the situation. I would I would sacrifice 10 grand for my happiness if I'm happier in one place. But I mean... That that's nowhere or there. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just the way he handled all this, he kind of he's kind of come off kind of toolish to me. And I like him as a player, but he's been coming off as toolish for a while. Yeah, you're right. But on, and this on court, case, I like him because he's. I mean, I think he's a he's an impactful player. But we'll see how much in this particular case. Like, I don't, I don't hate on him because I mean, I, no, no. I think it was kind of understood that this this was probably why he left. I mean, he seemed like a guy who was very much a. A Michigan man, like love the program, would take shots at other programs, all that stuff. And so, yeah, if you're going to make a move, you'd think it would be one, probably a little bit more money, and two, a better chance to end your career chasing a national title. Because Michigan, even though they've been good in recent years, they've not been, you know, they, they a little bit of a downturn um, the last couple of seasons under Juwan Howard. Probably not going to have a roster that's able to compete for a national title next year. No. Whereas Kansas always going to be in the mix, no oh, questions yeah. asked. Um, his he went on to say, I still do love Michigan. I still love the school and everything. I love the program. That's why it was so hard to leave because I really didn't want to leave. I didn't, but I just felt like, man, it was the best decision for me. It took a lot of courage. I disagree with that. That's that's a little that's a, that's a little too much. I don't think he's a people, brave young man. Let him have his deserves a medal of honor. It gets worse. I don't think people realize how much courage it took for a guy who was there for three years and all American wow. for the team. I did have a legacy there, and I basically gave that up to try to be selfish and do what's best for me in my career, not what's best for anybody else's career. Well, I, the first half of that paragraph was going well, and then he just, the whole, like, I'm so proud of me for being such a big man is a little much. What's he going to say when he goes to the NBA? It's, I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> it'd be like if I left the Big X for like an ESPN, like 150K job, and I'm like, it, it, it took so much courage for me to leave Trevor behind. Like, I love Trevor. First of all, if you're getting offered that, you're taking me with you. I mean, I, I mean <laughs> the first part of that would be true. Like, I love Trevor. But if I, then if I was like, it took so much courage for me. The, the, the layman, you small people out there, couldn't possibly in your pea-sized brains comprehend how much courage it took for me to make that move. Like, come on. I mean, it, it, it kind of waters that down when you've said before already publicly that you basically did this just to make more money. Exactly. I mean, that doesn't take courage. That's called greed. As we saying, he said it took courage for me to be that selfish. Like, shut up. No. It took courage to be that selfish. You didn't selfish. have to. I love that. I'm going to use that next time. If I'm at, next time, <laughs> next time in a relationship, she yells at me about something. You have no idea, honey, how much courage it took for me to be that selfish. I mean, if we're assuming that he was making, I don't know. <laughs> it's a bedroom topic. God. <laughs> yeah. If we're assuming that he was making eighty to $85,000, and maybe he's making 
200K. He had to be close to. I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't making 100,000 at Michigan personally, but you know. It's still, it's not like if your legacy really meant that much to you, like you can live off of 85, 90K as a college kid who still probably has 10, 15 good years in, in front of him of being paid to play this game. Like you can, I mean, he can go overseas and make 100K in, in a number of places with his skill set and, and his ability. He'll play overseas, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you, you're going to make a lot of money. If it was just about your legacy and you really were happy, it's not like you needed to make this move to feed your family or set yourself up for generational <laughs> yeah. wealth. Like it, it's it's a better situation for you, but it's not a jump that took a great deal of courage like you're trying to act. I'm also, I'm, I'm not legitimately concerned, but I'm a little concerned for Michigan if they're being that cheap with a player that level of talent on their basketball program. That's not a good sign if you're a Michigan basketball fan. Yeah, I don't know what to say to that. No. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe the boosters are scared to pay him. I mean, last time a booster found out was paying Chris Weber, he got snuffed in the hospital. It was like $3,000. <laughs> no, they took him out. We're like, you got to take down everything. <laughs> he suddenly, uh, suddenly fell asleep face down in a pillow. Texas Trev, that TLC cover sucks. Oh, it's not the worst. It was, it's not, well, it's not the worst. It's bad. Yeah. It's not good. Texas, I'm hearing rumors that McKenzie did not want the competition from the Flintstone kid that TKSTK <laughs> refers to him. Where do we go from here? No. I did see somebody who was like, I was reading some of the mentions yesterday on Twitter, and somebody was like, you know, we're fine at the four. Yovanovich can shoot it better than Mbako. And I was like, is this real? Uh, I was like, are we going to do this? It, Maybe he can, but like, are we really going to do this? Like, we know that this kid who was a preferred walk on at Miami originally and came here with zero fanfare is better than this first round draft pick. Like we, we, we you got to draw the line somewhere, guys. We can't do this all off season. I mean, no, I'm not, I don't even know what to say to that. Texture says uh, he was Indigo Montoya from the princess bride. I'm Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> is that Manny Pentagon? No, it was not. <laughs> it was not him. Manny Pentekin was in everything. He was not in Toya. Maybe he's confusing the guy from My Dinner with Andres in that movie. He's the Manny Pentekin. No, that's the bald guy. <laughs> it's not Manny Pentekin. I didn't even know Manny Pentekin's name until. Manny Pentekin is in The Princess Bride. <laughs> is, that's not, he's not Mentoyo, is he? Yes, he is. No. Yes. Good Lord, he aged awfully. He's great looking. Oh, man. I mean, people get older, Trev. Time was not kind to him. Leave Manny been taken alone. I I wouldn't. This is the most This is the most blown away I've been since I found out Bill Murray had a brother I didn't know about. That was a shock. For that was, see, on, yeah. On the, on the show. I think you and this, I were just like way in the dark. This is the, I mean, that right there, I, I would, I would have put, I would have put money against that. I literally would have. I mean, that's, and that blows my mind a little bit. Texas, what should the staff go after now that Mbako is off the table, a guard or a forward? Our front line isn't exactly stacked right now. I mean, do you say, I mean, my quick answer is guard, because I do think that not having a lead guard, is a second lead guard, is a huge issue. They're apparently banking on Karan Davis being a capable one that can that, that can play. I mean, it's... <laughs> I look. My reaction is the same. My, I'm not saying that's that's just a risky gamble, man. I feel. I, I do <laughs> feel. I mean, we. I keep drawing these comparisons, and I know that it's not healthy, but I keep drawing these comparisons to last off season where it became. It went from like we're going to get somebody to help L, we're going to get somebody to help L, to like, hey, Hersey Miller could be pretty good, and then we get to the season, and it's like all of these concerns, all these fears that we had, wind up being realized, and it's hard not to shake that when you're having the same types of fears and, and, and worries here uh, twelve months later. Like I. 
I would use the scholarship on another capable guard, uh, experienced guard who's performed at a high level for multiple seasons at another program. Um, if you want to make the case that we just should just take the best player available, I can buy that to a degree. Because it's not like, I mean, we're sitting here talking about our projected starters for next season, and three of them are guys from, potentially, from last year's team, which, you know, they're, they're going to be better, sure, but last year's team was 4-28, and and we all agreed that the, the talent was bad. Like, you know. The problem was, is I still, I think we can also agree, I mean, well, I wouldn't say we all can, because some people, I, I think you and me both think the talent was definitely better than four wins, though. I d- totally agree, yeah. yeah. Not everybody agrees with that, because there are some people I still that did come up that, that will be like, oh, uh, he, you can't blame him completely. You had no talent. Like, well, I mean, what's the lack of talent? But I wouldn't say no talent. Texas, this Nolan group has done way more harm than good, dividing the fan base one recruit at a time. I, I don't, I don't want to say, like, I don't know who's, how this is all happening. All I know is that the this word seems to get out there and it's spread. I mean, people will tell me things. I don't know who to, I don't know who to believe anymore at all. So I'm just kind of I'm ignoring stuff and just taking it for what it's worth and just trying to move on. But however this is getting out, it, it does seem to be – it doesn't help anything. That's all I can say. It, it doesn't. It just it leads to everybody just eating each other consistently and then everybody getting mad. or like, Even when we have good news, it's like nobody's even just celebrating the good news. It's just like pointing in somebody's face and being like, ha-ha. We all want Louisville to succeed. We do. It's just it, this is not helping anything. You know, it doesn't help. I still can't get past one of my five favorite movies of all time and one of my favorite characters of all time was played by somebody I didn't even know. You have to shake that. <laughs> Man, he's been taking Zycon. I, I mean, look at the picture of. I have a T-shirt that, that says with a name tag on says, "Hello, I'm Antonio Antigo Montoya." One of my favorite shirt. I love this shirt. Prepared to die. Texas, I 100% blamed Nolan for the Mbako hype. I feel like Nolan just talks, talks, talks without anything to back it up. But the dude has such an unearned sense of arrogance since he got here. I mean, but I mean, when 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 I must call him. <laughs> Once something gets on your mind, know. You, you simply cannot detect. Well, it's only been a few minutes, too. Give me some time. Usually I do something at the break, and it, it, it makes me forget it. Uh, the, the I mean, I think the Mbako uh, thing was more, like, with Nolan, I mean, before he even said anything, people were already automatically, like, being like, oh, it's Nolan Connection. I think yeah. that was, I don't think, no, I, I don't know if you can blame Nolan for that. I mean, I think that was just. And I don't. I mean, I, I hate talking about it because I hear things second and third hand. Like I don't know what what Nolan was telling people. I don't know what's going yeah. on. I don't know how much you know how involved he was in all this. For all I know, like he's been dead silent. I, I you know. I mean, I know he recruited him to Duke. Let's not forget he's been at Louisville for a year, so it's probably been a while since he talked to him anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, unless he was keeping tabs on him while he was still technically committed to Duke up until that moment. Yeah, we did have that talking about going back last year and and being in the same spot. There was that we had the same like vague tweets out there when Nolan first got hired here that he's going to take all these kids from Duke and and Mbaka was the name that came up as like he's got this tie like he's going to come here definitely and then he signs like a week later. So I don't know if I I assume Nolan had maintained some relationship with him uh, but again like I, I'm, I'm still I'm just assuming I don't know any of this stuff I don't know anything that's going on here all I know is that whatever's happening needs it just needs to stop we, just, oh, scares we me. need silence for a little bit here it scares me that I feel like the coaching staff is in the same mindset we are they have no idea what's going on <laughs> you joke but like the more that this stuff happens the, the, the more that this comes out there the more that that becomes a possibility to people like, like the more that like because we all want to believe that there's this you know kp is moving in silence and this is what the staff does but the more that we get like these 
these reports that are out there and they wind up being bonk. And then also the more it just, it, it leads people to, to, to see this vision of a staff that just is kind of running around and isn't sure what's going on. Like, and that may not be accurate at all. Like it's why I keep coming back to the same point. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just stop. Like, let's just please stop. Like just chill. We need more Danilo Yovanovich recruitments that just like out of nowhere. It's like, Oh, okay. We, there's a kid. He just committed to us. That's good. Let's talk about him. I, I need more of that and less of the, you know, Something's changing every 30 seconds because the, the reality is it's probably not. Don't worry, people. Jeff will bring in another recruit here soon, and we'll, have, we'll be positive. We just need Jeff to just take over. Just just, just give us good news every single day, <laughs> even if it's a lie. Like, <laughs> Jawar Jordan benched 8,000 pounds today. It's like, oh, my God, let's go. <laughs> just yeah, just show, 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 show Turner doing, like, squats or something. Just a slow-mo video yeah. of Jawar running, like, a 40-yard dash. Like, like, let's analyze this. We need something else to talk about. Pick up a video of Jeff, like, filling in at quarterback and throwing some passes to the receiver. Like, look at that. He still got it. Let's break down the 92 Southern Miss game. Why not? <laughs> Texas says Mbako to Eastern Michigan. Come on. <laughs> don't make don't make Trevor lose. Hey, I'm not betting. Well, what if he didn't die IU? I mean, there you go. Well, I mean, I'm not you, making that bet. You're going to bet us versus IU? Because <laughs> Scoots is an IU guy. Though. I know, but would you make that bet? Hell no. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. I may, I may, my brain might be a little bit of Swiss cheese, but there's still enough love left out to be. That's stupid. Texas says the basketball staff seems like it's led by somebody that has never been a head coach and has no idea how to navigate everything, <laughs> and Danny Manning is clearly not helping him with that. Hey, Danny Manning brought us Coron Davis. Which could wind up being a great thing. We don't know. Texas says, what's the address of the studio? I'm going to bring you some freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. I'm kind of worried. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's I actually I don't know the actual address. We're just finding a church, though. I always have to look it up on my phone. I get text messages. Yeah, I, I always uh, use the same phrase. Whenever anybody asks where it is, I find it in my text. I was just, just copying. I was just dumb to pause. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Texas, I'm watching I, I'm watching the w, Denny Crumb special on WLKY last night when they were showing clips of the teams and players from the 70s and 80s. I couldn't help but lament how much better the game was back then when players actually chose a school for reasons besides NIL and stayed longer than a year or two at the most. With NIL and unrestricted transfer portal, I think college basketball will be unwatchable in the next five years. At least it will be for me. I think the last sentence there is what you've got. I mean, like the ratings have the, the ratings hit a like a 15-year high this past year. The tra- all this talk about the transfer portal killing the game and stuff, it's – at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like people cheer does. for laundry. Like, yeah. I, like in an ideal world, would things still be the way that they were when I was falling in love with the game twenty years ago? Sure. Like I, I loved getting to know players over the course of three or four years, seeing them develop, hearing different stories as time went on. You know, falling in love with their personalities, like feeling like you had a real relationship with them. And the fact that that's not going to be the case moving forward, it does suck. And, and there's just a part of me that doesn't like this, but. As far as like college basketball being unwatchable and stuff, like it's it's not going to, it, it's still it's as popular as ever, right? Yeah, now. I'm, I'm. I mean, this is coming from somebody who is not a fan of really watching the NBA now because the style and the talent levels dipped completely and is getting bad. But like, in, I, I would disagree. I agree and disagree with the texture in this way. One, yes, the styles are are different. Obviously, I mean, for one, in those highlights you were watching, there wasn't a three point line, and second, uh, but. I don't, I mean, you're, you're not going to have the same, you're right. The players with you over year and year, the movement is there and, and it can be annoying. And I understand that, but like the level of play, I disagree. I think, call, I think you're going to see it now or in the next couple of years, 
reach the what you saw in the 70s and 80s because more people are staying. And over the last 20 years, we've been seeing kids just bounce after freshman years, had no business going pro because they wanted to get paid. And you'll still probably see that. And you will see that. I mean, but usually when you're seeing that now, you're seeing it from kids who are actually being projected. Right. Like you're not seeing like Leon Smiths and, and guys like that who have no business, you know, skipping college or going one year and bat out because, you know, they 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 think they might get drafted and sometimes they don't. So I think you I think the talent level with, with Neil, the problem is though, to to kind of contradict what you liked, is you're gonna see all these people stay and just not at your school. They may bounce and go somewhere else. You're gonna get the movement. But I think the talent level, and I said this about the big guys on here before. I think the talent level in college basketball, you're going to see raise over the next few years. Yeah, I mean, we're getting Armando Baycott for yeah. at least two more years than we would have if this were 2005. I mean, even same even, with Oscar Sheboy. Even even Love and, and Davis off that team probably I mean, would have been gone. They would they would have bounced. I mean, you're seeing. I mean, there's a lot of guys that would have probably not that chose. I mean, the 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 AC kid is going to Texas now. I mean, two years ago, he's probably not staying at, at Oral Roberts or in college basketball in general. If that's the matter. Who um, the the kid that went is going to Texas now. That was from Moore Roberts. What oh, Max Asmus. Yeah, Asmus. I said AC. Sorry, Asmus. Yeah, AC I mean, all the fourth. He's back. <laughs> Got that COVID year. He might have that eligibility probably. To. It's gonna terrorize us. So I do think that's. I think you will see that, and I think you'll see. So I think you're gonna see the level actually get rising up. It's gonna take time, but because we're coming off what, like I said, twenty or twenty twenty five years of kids just leaving after one year, they had no business leaving. Yeah, I, I think the stat from like 2015. To 2020, the you know you have 15 All Americans every year if you just count the AP first, second, and third team. Okay. And I think in those six seasons, you had a total of like four guys come back for another year and one first team All American. And in the last three years, we've had like I think like nine guys mm-hmm. All Americans come back, including like four uh, first team All Americans. Like so, you're, you're going to see more of that. Problem is, is the movement might annoy you, but the movements, the yeah, people are going to go from team to team, mm-hmm. but the the names are going to be more recognizable. The star power is going to be stronger. You're still going to see like the the freshmen who are more potential than actual production in college basketball are still going to balance. And you're going to see like you know last year was the whole we kept bringing up the stat. Brandon Miller was the only top 100 scorer in the country. He was a true freshman. Like there's still going to be freshmen from last year's college basketball season that are taken in the top 15 of this draft coming up next month. Um, that's not going to change. Who? No, but those are kids that they know they're probably going to get picked. Exactly. Like, you might lose 10 of them where, like you said, five years ago, you'd lose 20 of them. For sure. Yeah. And, and also then the the junior who says, I've hit my ceiling as far as being a professional prospect. And so I, I know I might not get drafted. I know I'm, I'm probably not going to have a career in the NBA, but I'm ready to start getting paid to play the game. Yeah. That kid's going to stay in school. Yeah as opposed to going and playing in, in Italy or, or wherever uh, or spending some time going up and down in the G League uh, to the NBA. like that's You're going to get at least one more year of eligibility. You might leave you and go to Kansas to do it, but yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that point is that, yeah, it's like I said, that, that, that's why I think, yeah, the college game, I think, is going, is in the right direction, personally. Texas well, says, I'm not a big fan of the transfer portal willy-nilly either, though, Texas, so. Texas says, James, Trainer and BHH are likely starters. Yes, we have added a few high-end freshmen and two impact transfers, but at the end of the day, three of our five starters are returning from a 4-28 and team. Are they going to be that much better that we win 20 games? No way. I'm expecting anywhere between 10 to 15 wins next season as it stands now. Well, if you're expecting 10 to 15, that's way better than last year already. It is. It's kind of, I mean, we're hearing a lot from players and family members of players who are doing the whole, you know, they're talking a lot about culture. Everybody who's here wants to be here and all this stuff. And I don't know, I mean, 
that can make you better for sure. Like that's not just not going to totally gloss over that, but can just attitude and buy-in and a little bit of an upgrade in talent. Can it take you from worst season in program history to NCAA tournament good? Or is it just like the texture said, going from four win good to 10 to 15 win good? Because if it's the latter, I'm sorry. Like it's not enough for me. Like you, you don't get bonus points for being abysmal last year. If we had been a 10 win team last year and then we won 12 wins, 12 games this year, I think that people would be like, well, that's not, not that's not really the progress that we're looking to see. And so you can't say because they only won four in year one that 12 is good enough in year two. Like that's just not in this day and age. Yeah, that we, we've all we, we know that game. Me, me, Mike, I, myself, and many people have all played that game in the bedroom at the ladies. Yeah, set that bar low the first time, first couple times, maybe the first year. Just so you know, you know we you, we made it a minute. <laughs> it's better than last time. We almost made it through the opening riff of uh, the song. <laughs> Here, put a song on. Try to go the whole made it through. through the theme song. <laughs> Let's put a song on. Don't put free bird on. Oh God, I'm screwed. <laughs> Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour is up next. We'll take uh, some more of your texts. We'll talk about these football odds for the ACC champion. And, yes, I'll give my shallow how review. It's coming your way next in the 5 o'clock hour here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. So It's not as fast as the last two, but I don't like it. I still will never be able to hear this song and not think of the uh, In Living Color re- remake. I don't, I don't think I don't know that. Tommy Davies, little Billy's not my lover. <laughs> He's just a boy who said I touched his buns. You remember uh, that? No. <laughs> they also did a mimic of like the black and white video. And <laughs> oh, here we go. I am the one. The kid is not my son. It's not as bad as no scrubs, but so in order, scrubs is the least, right? I mean, I'm I'm shaken by what I heard there. Like when. <laughs> I don't know, because it just starts off, you're not, you're not ready for it. And he's like, scrub is a guy who thinks he's fly. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. You know, he's just a buster. I mean, for the record, I was never a big fan of that. that that's not my favorite TLC song anyway, but I didn't think it was that bad. Like, I'm just seeing this news now. Uh, Tennessee freshman Julian Phillips, former five-star prospect and McDonald's All-American, will enter the transfer portal. Uh, I think I saw somebody, somebody tweeted something. Uh, the Kobe Brown and Julian Phillips rumors are flying right now. Well, Julian Phillips officially uh, in the transfer portal. He averaged 8.3 points last season at Tennessee, 4.7 rebounds per game. Kind of a Brandon Huntley-Hatfield sort of player mm-hmm. type season. A little bit smaller, but uh, four with a lot of ability. Here we go. Start the rumors. Why not? Let's do it I mean, all we again. got a scholarship available, right? 
That's what they say. That's what they say, Travis. What people keep telling me. Oh, and how? And do you know how tall Julian Phillips is? Six eight. Yeah. He meets like stop. Like when you get to the like the practice facility, it's like going on a roller coaster. Kenny B's got like you must be this tall to play at UofL. Uh, we haven't talked about this, but last night uh, Louisville baseball falls in the annual yeah. battle of the barrel game. Twelve innings. Cards had ample opportunity to close that one out. Uh, they don't get it done. Vandy scores uh, four runs in the. Visiting half of the 12th inning, they win 12-8. to eight. Louisville baseball now, if you look at any of the NCAA tournament projections that are out there, Cards are not in them. It, it, they are 9-15 and 15 in the ACC. As it stands right now, they're one of the two teams that would not even make the ACC tournament, let alone the NCAA tournament. This is, uh, I mean... A new charter territory. It is. Well, I mean, well said. I mean, did I say it wrong? It's okay. What did I say wrong? Territory? New charter territory. Oh, if it's charted, it's not new, right? Uncharted territory. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. We have... Hey, at least I realized my own, my, good. My own snap food. We, we knew what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> we have seven games left in the regular season. Three against Virginia this weekend in Charlottesville. NKU next Tuesday. And then three games against Florida State, who's not had a great season uh, at home in Jim Patterson. I mean, you need to win at least five. To, to keep your hopes alive at this point. Like, we need to – we've been saying this for a while now. Like, if, if the light bulb moment has to happen. I was kind of thinking last night I flipped it on for the last few innings, and when Jack Payton came up in the 11th and a chance to win it with two outs and a guy mm-hmm. on second, you're thinking you know, our best hitter, big crowd, national TV. Like, maybe this – I know it's a midweek game, but maybe this can be the moment where they start to believe. Payton's been hurt a little bit. He's back in the lineup. Let's get it going. And then, no, it just it, it just doesn't happen. And – it's getting to the point now where we've been saying this for a few weeks and you just kind of think like this, the light bulb moment may never happen. Like this may just be one of those fluky seasons where it just, for whatever reason, just did not click. And, and I mean, if it happened, if that's the way that this plays out, it will undoubtedly be the least successful Louisville baseball season, the most disappointing Louisville baseball season of the Dan McDonald era. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that already. Regardless of how the season ends, it may still already be that mark. It could be. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how much you get to, I, I turned it on when I got home last night. It was, Around like the fifth or sixth inning, fourth or fifth inning, I can't remember where it was in the game, and but Louisville was already up, you know, seven, I think seven to four, I think at the point when I when I kind of turned it on, and I don't know, I don't, I don't think that it's the problem with Louisville getting the light turned on. It's the fact that they turn it off before the game's over every game. They do. They've blown a lot. I of mean, games, I texted you this last night, and it was it was tongue in cheek, but almost serious. I think we need Kelly Dickey to look it up. Not that we couldn't look this one up; it's pretty easy. But I mean, they have what nineteen losses this year, right? As a whole. I think that's right at this point. I mean, would you be saying that at least 10 of those are losses and games they've given up in the eighth inning or, or, or later? Um, I mean, I can think if of, it's not, if you I can like think of five off the top of my head right now. Yeah, they, I mean, they lost uh, all three to Duke. Yeah, I mean, then you had, I think, wasn't, I think the Wake Forest one was wasn't one of those late, late, late give up. I think that's right. I mean, you had this one just recently. That, that's that's five, five right, right there. there. Yeah. I mean, it's been an issue for them all season long. It has. The bullpen and, has struggled, especially the late inning closers. Um, and that's the frustrating part. Like, is it more frustrating to have the, like to have the season like that, where you're having almost a majority of your losses come like that, or just to just not be under, just underachieve in general? Yeah, because it, it it feels like, and it continues to feel like it's felt like this for a while that they're close, right? Yeah, they're not just going out there and getting blown out fourteen to two every time out. They're losing a lot of games where they're in control, and then one blow up inning happens, or you know, the bottom of the ninth gets them. And and they lose six to five. They, I mean, it just 
I mean, we've lost. We're just so unused to this. They've lost four in a row now. It's the second time this season where they've had a losing streak of four games or more. Um, they brought it up on the broadcast. It was like they, they four in a row, but like six out of seven, like eight out of ten. I mean, yeah. I mean, our only win, like basically, like thank God we still beat Kentucky. So I was gonna say that against Kentucky, Kentucky, yeah, suck it. And we blew them out like seven, seven nothing. nothing yeah. yeah, we beat Bellarmine eighteen to seven last week. But, but since then, we've lost. Um, Eight of our last nine ACC games. Swept by Duke. Yeah. Took one out of two against Miami. And then swept by Clemson last weekend. So, I mean, the ACC is the ACC. You're playing a good team every week. Virginia this weekend is a number 10 team in the country. Like, And now you're in a position where you've got to take at least two out of three from them on the road to even have a shot. I mean, 15 is the magic number in the ACC to solidify yourself as an NCAA tournament team. The Cards are going to have to sweep both these series to get to 15-15 and 15 going into the conference tournament. And right now, their focus isn't on that. It's on just making the conference tournament and giving themselves a shot to win five games and, uh, and get the automatic bid, which is something they've never done. For all their accolades, for all their accomplishments since joining the ACC, Louisville Baseball has never won the conference tournament. They, I think they've only played in the championship game once. I mean, we, we don't, that's, what sport are you talking about at Louisville right now? We haven't won the ACC tournament in anything in Louisville, have we? <laughs> well, women's basketball. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, speaking of odds, ACC football championship odds have yeah, released man. today from Bet Online. Um, this is going to continue to be a thing. You're going to continue to see these as the offseason progresses. But Bet Online came out with theirs today. They've got Louisville as the fourth choice to win the ACC at ten to one. They've got Florida State as the favorite, eight to five. Clemson's the second choice at nineteen to ten. North Carolina is six to one, and then the cards are there at ten to one, just ahead of NC State at twelve to one. This is, I mean, I mean, it's not necessarily saying that they think Louisville will be the fourth best team in the ACC this year. I think they're looking at schedule. They're looking at the fact that, look, the three teams ahead of Louisville on that list, the cards don't play this year. Mm, yeah. Don't play FSU. Don't play Clemson. Don't play UNC. If you are, and I'm not a person who gambles on anything besides horses. But if you are a betting man, I think a smart thing to do here is, look, bet up Louisville big on the, the, the chance that they maybe make the conference championship game. If you think that FSU or Clemson are the best team, then get Louisville to that conference championship game and then hedge. Bet big on Clemson so you're going to make money either way. Um, or bet big on Florida State, whoever I'm, the opponent winds up being. I'm not big on Florida State. And, I know you're not. And I'm not, I mean. Well, Clemson's done as a national power. I mean, honestly, I, I know you say that. Jokingly, a little I don't. Bit. I'm not joking. They're done. I mean, I, I I'm serious. Who, who's going to be their quarterback next year? It, it's that kid who was a freshman last year, who took over. The one that had the kind of the long name, right? Or was it? No, no that I, no. I don't no, mean no. DJ. I, I mean he had he had a, a harder name even to DJ to pronounce. The Klubnik kid. Is, oh, was that who it was? I mean, thinking somebody said. You think of the other kid who transferred? Oh, okay, so there was another one that had a really hard name to pronounce. Yes, but yeah, but he okay. was even less of a pastor than Uyunglele. Yeah, I still can't pronounce, but he's in Oregon State, so who cares now? Um, I care. I I love the Beavers. <laughs> so does DJ apparently. Um, that I mean, and then they lost a lot off this team. I mean, I, I you, you can't help but watch the draft. I mean, they didn't. Maybe not all of them went as high as they thought they would, like Breeze and Murphy and company. But KJ Henry. But they all they all they're gone. I mean, they were all starters on that defense the last two uh-huh. years. That that was you know supposedly pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. They're always going to be good. I know you're going to say. Not I, I, I'm not saying they're not. Yeah, I'm not saying they're they're not. Yeah, they're not going to be good. But in the ACC, I mean, I I don't know. You can you can chalk it up to me being a, a Brom Homer all you want. That's fine. But I, Brom Homer or not, I mean, you, there's there's reason to have some 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 you know 
good, that good feeling like you climbed the rope in gym class about this team maybe maybe making a run at that ACC championship game. Are you ready for a Mike Rutherford guarantee? I'm not guaranteeing it. No, are you ready for a Mike Rutherford guarantee? They don't come often, yeah. What is it? I've never been – a guarantee has never failed on the show. I think we've had five or six of them. Most of them were just – well, pretty two, obvious. Two of them were beaten – one was beaten FMU. F-A-M-U. F-A-M-U, sorry, yeah. F-M-U, yeah, sorry. Then I, I, I called the Georgia Tech. We're not we're You did. That game. Well, you said we were going to win a game in, like, next three, and that was one of them. So, yeah, close enough. And then I said we're, I picked Georgia Tech. You did, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the other guarantees were. They've, they've all been right. There was one, yeah. They've been few and far between, but you're not, yeah, you don't hand them out like candy. This is going to be more of a bold one than, than usual. We don't play Clemson every year now. No. But we will play them almost every other year. Okay. In the next four meetings with Clemson, we're going to beat them. <laughs> Better write this one down. <laughs> one of the next four times we play Clemson, we're going to beat them. They're not going to, they're 8 0 against us since we joined the ACC. They're not getting to 12 0. You know that's going to be twisted into you saying that people are going to like, Mike said we're going to sweep Clemson the next four times. No, that's what I'm saying. Like when I said the Eagles wouldn't Jeff take a Brom, top 10 running back. And Jeff Brom <laughs> will beat Clemson in one of his first four meetings against them. It's going to happen. We should have beaten them in one of We should have beaten them in like three of our first four meetings against them when we joined the conference. Well, yeah. And then since then, it's been, yeah, they've had, they've been a little bit more lopsided in recent years, although last year was competitive. Uh, two years ago, we should have won for sure. I know it sounds crazy. I still wish we had Florida State. I still want to play Florida State. We're gonna beat Clemson in the next next four games because I know we can beat Florida State too, and I want to. And it's not a it's not a bowl, but but that's a guarantee, guarantee, guarantee. Write it down now. Are you going Cajun guarantee? No, Mike Rutherford guarantee. The the one hundred percent sure guarantee. That's the lock. The lock. Uh, The rest of the odds for anybody interested after Miami at at, uh, NC State's twelve to one, Miami eighteen to one, Pitt twenty two to one. Then you get really deep in the weeds. Duke thirty three to one, Wake forty to one. Syracuse fifty to one, and then BC, GT, Virginia, and Virginia Tech all one hundred to one to win the ACC. I believe it. Suck it. BC, Losers. GT, BT, and then UV. Then UV. <laughs> football is saving us. I feel good about it. Oh, I can't wait to football season. I mean, pro and college, but just just more Louisville because we've just been chopping at the bit the last couple of years. I know. I'm very excited about it. Uh, we also, I, I want to talk about real briefly, I because I don't game. know anything about this this player, and I, I don't even know how to pronounce her name, but UVL Women's Basketball did pick up a late 2023 pickup yesterday nice. from a center. Her name is uh, Essiosa Amafadon. No idea if that's correct. Okay. But she's on our team. We got her. I'm not even going to try it. We got Essiosa. Essiosa. She's from Nigeria. So. You said center, so how tall? 6'5". That's about, that's, about that's about the limit for Jeff Wall's teams. He doesn't, he doesn't like big centers. He doesn't. She, uh, I mean, she did have, it, it's not like she's a no-name recruit. She had offers from Iowa. Pretty good. Yeah. They, in case you're wondering, they've been decent. Kentucky. Suck it. Yeah. DePaul, who's got a good women's basketball program. Iowa State and others. Uh, it's our first high school commitment from the 2023 cycle. I wonder if that's what Kenny Payne was doing in Africa. He got one, Kenny. <laughs> he went there for Jeff. <laughs> now, she's 6'5 at, at certain schools, uh, in certain sites. She's 6'6 on others. I'm going to go with 6'6. I, I love it when they change height. Let's go 6'6. Six, six. Why not? Uh, she played the Covenant Day School in North Carolina uh, before her past season. She averaged 14.1 points and 11.3 rebounds and 2.2 blocks per game. So a project, probably. She will be the seventh newcomer for next season. 
uh, as Louisville's also bringing in six D1 transfers. She's the only member right now of Jeff Wallace's 2023 recruiting class. All we need. She seems like I said, seems some kind of a raw project too, as well. Those not me think I'm going to be a little better in high school for women's basketball, but yeah, you never know. You you never. I mean, I I have no problem with that because I mean, look, I mean, last couple years we've seen. McDonald's All Americans coming here, they think they can play right away and, and aren't getting to play right away and are bouncing. Bouncing, so, yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe it's it's good to start bringing in some some ladies who know that they have some some growing to do and, and are willing to, to to do that. Before we go to the text line and take some more thoughts from you guys, um, I did watch Shallow Howl. <laughs> I finished Shallow. I watched the first hour last week. Then we got caught up in Derby Madness. <laughs> I watched the last hour on Monday. Monday night, yeah. I mean, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> first of all, okay, you, you, knowing you know you went into this movie like already knowing you're gonna hate it, right? I went into it thinking that I, I was going to come away saying it's not good, but there were some moments where I did laugh, and you know, it was it had it had its moments, but overall, a bad movie. Which, but that's boy, I would describe it probably. I didn't laugh once. Oh come on, you didn't chuckle once. No, I find that hard to believe. I didn't laugh. I'm trying to think of. The only time where I kind of laughed was when when he was making out with the because he didn't know what Rosemary looked like. He, he made with out the with mom, the, no, the, the Helga. Yeah, <laughs> that part I was kind of like, okay, that's that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. But besides <laughs> that, kind of funny. Did not really laugh at Awkward, anything. Awkward, actually. <laughs> there were some like moments that I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of that was kind of cute. That was kind of sentimental because they do try to make it like a a heartwarming. You know. Well, yeah, because I, I love it when he explains to Jason Alexander like what he why he screwed him over. He's like. I was seeing the most. I didn't care what everyone else thought. She's a beautiful woman. He's like, huh? I did kind of screw you. <laughs> I thought Alexander was hilarious in the movie. I mean, just his interaction with Tony Robbins. The whole premise of Tony <laughs> Robbins, the whole role that Tony Robbins plays, is the most mind blowing thing of this. Like, Tony oh, Robbins, mind altering. Actually, he's like a sorcerer. And he is, he is how did he land this role for himself? How, I mean, he's, he's why is he a central figure in a blockbuster movie that stars Jack Black and Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> also, like. I, 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 by the way, you, you finally figured out what what was on Jason Alexander's head. Yeah, he's got the, the, like, the, the, the spray the, on it, the, the, the spray, kabuki it's, stuff, it's, that, it's the like powder. Shake, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got a little, uh, need a little, uh, got a little drift on the uh, fairway there. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, I, I also the whole. I don't understand any of it. The whole movie, like they, <laughs> first of all, Jack Black is not that much of a catch himself and they're acting like it's so beneath him to date these like these ugly well that women. was the point he was he was shallow because of what happened with his father though in the beginning of the movie when right but like his dad tells him to go after a girl with but with no nice sane suitors. person would look at jack black and be like oh man he's slumming with these ugly girls like, like no that's the girls that are supposed to be so hideous like those are in it should be in his wheelhouse oh oh no no the ones he's on the dance floor originally they're they're kind of bad i mean it's jack black like the one, the one especially it? in this movie <laughs> They snuck this. Valerie, I was Connor Vick all night. <laughs> the, I mean, the, the fat jokes are not that funny. Like, it's not. Oh, like, come on. I mean, like, her, how do you not? Her chug- taking a huge slice of the cake. Like, no, like, no, no normal person's going to do that. She, like, grabs it with her hands and eats it. I'm like, this is terrible. That was over the top. Yeah. yeah the, that, I, I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't always, but, like, <laughs> I, still, I still chuckle when I picture him on the, in the canoe. I mean, he's just like looking around, so confused. How could you not figure that out either? Like, something's wrong. Like, or she, she throws him in the underwear, and he's like, "What?" 
<laughs> I, I don't get that either. Like they, they. Well, try, Tony Robbins tries. He to, tries yeah. to explain it, where it's like you know you, you see with the, the you know, you feel with the heart, which also doesn't make any sense. Then why would he see the gigantic panties? But like, he wouldn't be able to feel that her body is huge when they're having sex. The part that confused me was how he, he knew without knowing these people if they were good people or not. Because like if he saw you and you looked ugly, like the 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 um, the nurse, she was actually hot, but she he saw her as like this old like nurse ratchet looking woman because she's an evil person and also why doesn't jason alexander ever change is he is he the exact same level of attractiveness well and because he, he comes off kind of evil too right right but he's like is he that i mean he comes off as like he should be way more unattractive than jason alexander is he i mean the, the girl he turns down for the beatles reunion concert just blows my mind still it's like dude she's gorgeous and of course, it all comes back to the, the fact next door that, neighbor is smoking. Oh yeah, yeah. that girl. I mean, they, and, they, he, and she and he sees her hot, so she knows she's a nice person. Maybe I don't. I guess I, I mean, <laughs> there's no continuity in this movie. There's the, they don't they don't check all the boxes. They weren't doing their due diligence. I mean, <laughs> they go to the Capitol Grill. That was the most excited you were watching the movie. They show the outside of it, like Capitol Grill. He texts me last night, and you're like. It's a Capitol. I'm like, what are like, you talking about? I was about? like, oh, believe Capitol Grill scene. All right. I had you had to tell me the scene. I knew the scene. I just didn't even know it was Capitol Grill though. Yeah, but. But is the dad like that bad of a person? Like he comes around and admits his faults, but he still is ugly. And like the the well, mom, no, he doesn't admit. He's just like he he, he feels that shallow house shallow house. He feels that house up to nothing because he's like, listen, you're calling my daughter beautiful. The truth is, and I think I'm quoting the movies like. I haven't been able to bounce her on my knee since she was three. Right, but then after Hal lays into him for that, I can't believe I'm talking about this. He like <laughs> he calls him the next day and admits that he was like wrong and that Hal's good for his daughter. Like that's a it's a big good person thing to do. Yeah, and yet he's like he's hideous. Like he doesn't change. The mom well, well, changes. First, first of all, yeah, I mean, who says he's hideous? I mean, he's. He's hideous. He's like a troll. He does like a troll. He's got the big mole on the nose. Also, a very thick Irish accent for somebody whose daughter has no accent whatsoever. <laughs> and when he tells the mom, he's going to see where she gets her good looks from. I mean, it's. And her friends that look like, like supermodels at Abercrombie and they turned out looking like me and you. I mean, well, maybe more me than you, but I mean, he's got a halo. That halo is dandruff. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, I didn't listen. I didn't. It's a strange movie more than it is terror. It's just not. It's not good. It's. it's, it's uh, oh, hold on! I got to I just remembered something. We've got to cross Shallow How the, the the Mike movie list. There's one. Knock um, it out. Shallow How has been eliminated. That was number three on the list. Um. So I won't. I won't re renumber them because it's annoying. But right now we still have L.A. Confidential. How is Jason Alexander's character named Mauricio too? <laughs> Bucky, the name bugs you. He's easy. He's way worse than Hal. I don't know if he's worse. No, because he's. More, I don't know if he's worse. He's just self confident. He's self conscious about the tale. He's terrible. Yeah, and that's it, the that's the thing he doesn't want to like. That's why he doesn't want to get physical the with the tail. My God, the fact that he's got a tail. <laughs> shameless, lazy. I love, I love how he's walking away to the movie and you can see it wagging. You love that? I was like, this is. Uh, that, that's when I was like, this. I, I can't believe that I just watched this entire movie. <laughs> We still got so here's the list so far. So next bet we know we're. I'm coming not watching up. any more of these. Oh come on, LA Confidential, Quiz Show, Beverly Hills Cop, Mystic Mystery Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> That's a random movie. Cobb, which I I really want you to see Cobb. I think you'll like Cobb actually. This was more of just I want to make you watch it because you're so animated about not watching it. Uh, Waiting, which you'd probably think funny is uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. New Jack City. Ooh, World According to Garp is now on HBO Max. Just throwing that out there. 
I watched it. I started watching it again last night. Okay. Uh, and then two movies I think you may actually like because you like you do like John Cusack, right? I do like John Cusack. Uh, Runaway Jury and High Fidelity. Fidelity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sal House off the hook. Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> can't wait for next NHL playoff. Now I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, now I got to just get you to watch the last twenty minutes of only murders in the building. Maybe. <laughs> okay, I still haven't done that. We got through five seasons of Veep. You, you finished five seasons of Veep and Shallow How. Veep is great. Before you watched the twenty minute episode of, of, of Only Murders in the Oh man! So it was like if you were going to grade Shallow How, what grade would you give it? In a letter grade, D. I'll take D. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. I still like the line like when really he bad. when he makes the joke about uh, being slow. And he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, bigger than a mouse's. That's how it's called a quip, not a slope. Mary, I was texting Mary as I was watching it. She's like, are you really watching? I was like, she's like, are you, she's like, are you legitimately watching? I was like, I'm legitimately sitting here and watching it. And she's like, is it any good? And I was like, no. <laughs> I didn't praise this like the best comedy. I just, if you hadn't been you so. You referred to it as the best Jack Black movie. Again, that's not setting a bar very high, though. Orange County's great. See, you think, I'm not saying I hate Orange County and I've seen it. I just don't know if it's as great as you think it is. Oh, I love it. I didn't mind it. I, I Maybe I'll rewatch it again. It's been a while. And I probably should stand corrected because since I said that, High Fidelity is probably a better movie. But is Jack Black and High Fidelity? But yeah, but he's he's like a third-tier character. He's not he, even... Yeah, he's not a star in Orange County. Yeah, that's... that's Again, yeah. When he stars in a movie, I mean, you're only really you're only looking at, like, what, School Rock and Shallow Hal. I mean... I mean the, other, the Holiday. The what? The Holiday. I haven't seen that. It's good. I like it. I like The Holiday. It's good... Uh, Christmas rom-com. Okay. I mean, I'll check that out. Uh, Cameron Diaz. Um, who's the, the... Oh, God. The the one from Titanic. Uh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet? Yeah, she's in it. And then... Um, attractive dude, whose name I can't remember. He's in it. Well, Attractive dude in Hollywood, huh? I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Let, 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 Not Jack Black. Let me see. Oh, you said Kate Winslet, so... Yes. Uh, Jude Law? Jude Law, thank you. It's like it's not Jack Black. Yeah, it's the it's the actual attractive one. He's the yeah, the box wouldn't even ring a bell. Usually, I I know at least from a box, but yeah, it's all it like it's on all the time during during Christmas. Hmm, I might check it out. You think? And I've never seen Love Actually either. I get crap for that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we've got uh, last segment. We'll take some text. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We'll do that. Get to as many of you as you can as we can before we wrap up the show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one the Big X. Right, that one wasn't terrible. And okay. <laughs> it, when it first started, I was like, no, it got better. I, I'm okay with this. This one you're okay with? <laughs> yeah. Three out of six, I'm okay with. The ones we don't like are definitely... I'm feeling a trend of like what we... Okay. You're okay with them doing like Fears for Fears. Yeah. And Toto. TLC, no. 
Benny he, King, no. What Michael the, Jackson. Michael Jackson. Eh. I'm seeing a trend here. <laughs> well. Are you telling the Weezer somewhat stay in their own lane a little bit here? <laughs> in so many words, I mean, yes. I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just saying. TLC Maybe, especially. It's a coincidence that the three you like are covers of three one version of a person and the other three are another version. <laughs> I didn't... The, and, and, and for instance, the Michael Jackson one I didn't hate as much, and that which was, was, I guess, also. <laughs> well, that kind of falls on the border of either one. But Billie Jean was early Michael, so. Yeah, that's true. Someone sent me one of those pictures, uh, the the song, the, you remember the video for Beat It, right? Of course. I, it was one of those memes was like I, I got sent that was, uh, I am this year's old when I just learned that the, the pool tables in the Beat It video have no pockets. Oh, I've. Because in the beast, like leaning on the pool tables. And if you look, there are no pockets. It's just like a full green table. Maybe they have the guards in. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I was like, I would have never noticed that. So I hadn't sent that, but yeah. We've got uh, <laughs> exciting exciting information now on uh, the Ville team that's going to play in the basketball tournament this summer. Uh, we found out yesterday that Russ Smith is going to be part of the team. So you have, yeah. you, we'll have a chance to watch Russ Smith and Peyton Siva play together in the same backcourt again, which will feel like 2013 all over again. <laughs> and we found out today their schedule for uh, the the tournament, of course, it, single elimination. So there's no guarantee that Louisville's going to play. The Ville team is going to play uh, more than one game. But their first game of the tournament will be July 25th at 7 p.m. If they win, they'll play two days later. Now, is that on TV? You think it, they'll all be on TV? Try to remember that because I remind me of that when it comes around. Because I want, I do. It's like the only time I've ever watched one of these games, and I watch it because of the Louisville thing. Yeah, all of them. Every game is televised, so yeah. you, you'll be able to find it on one of the ESPN networks. Um, they'll play basically every two days. They'll have a day off as long as they win. 25th, 27th, 29th, and the 31st of July. Uh, all those games will be here locally, and then if they win, they'll go to the the, the Final Four, which is at a, a neutral site. So, do, do we? Um, how much of the full roster do we know already other than just Peyton and uh, Russ? Uh, we know... Isn't Luke coaching? I think Luke is... Co- they have a few coaches. I think Mark Lieberman's coaching, too. Is that what it is? Uh, I know Wayne Blackshear signed up for the team. Okay. He, he's going to play. They announced that recently. Um, I'm trying to think of who else they have. Um, I mean, Gorgie's doing NBA. Gorgie's in the NBA. I mean, Trez is in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, I think Raheem Buckles was on that team. I know Dylan Avar uh, signed. I don't know how much he's going to play, but uh, <laughs> I love you, Dylan. Um, but there are a couple other big names that I can't not. Well, know, you named right a few just, already. Yeah, I, I mean, can't remember at this point. But that's all right. I mean, I didn't know that. Steven Russ Wayne. That's enough for me. I mean, just well, you had me at Steven Russ, to be honest with you. I mean, right. you didn't know Vince Wayne. It's just that's just putting some you know extra cherries on the Sunday for national me. championship game starters. That pretty much is. That's why I was going through the names when you were there. I was like, Gorky's an NBA. Uh, you mentioned Montrez in NBA still. Um, that'd be interesting. It'd be fun to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, one. I mean, summer. It's, you know, it's the it's the dead period of summer. July, little Cardinal hoops. I mean, hell, we, they can they get a chance to win more games this tournament than we saw them win over four months this past. Winter. I mean, this is where you, this is where you anger the the older generations, like going into like a, a veterans bar and starting like which war was harder. What's the best? Is, is the Russ and Siva backcourt the best backcourt in Louisville history? I don't know about history in like my lifetime as a fan. Yeah, for sure. Technically, you were alive in '86 for Milton uh, Billy, though. Yeah, but I never got. I mean, I can't. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not gonna analyze. But that. that's where you bring it up. You're. That's when you get like the old. You can tell the ages when you when you bring something like that up. And I I am one to do that, but I still would think. I mean, that's it's hard to argue. I mean, they. I mean, they were awfully good. They were awfully damn good On together. Both ends of the floor. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we got. To, we'll try to get here a little bit early today. But um, we, we'll get to as many texts as we can before then. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Uh, people are are 
blown away that you didn't know about the Mandy Pentankin. I dude, don't get me started. I'm blown. People are questioning your movie knowledge. I'm quite no. They shouldn't question my movie. Knowledge. They should. I, I feel like I should just like be beaten with a bag of oranges for this. Like this, this is deserves a whooping because it doesn't leave any bruises and it gets the message across. <laughs> what is that from? I know that phrase and I can't remember where it's from. It's from something. Uh, but yes, that's what I'm just saying. I should. I deserve it. I mean, it's. I love. I can promise quote you. Every, I can promise quote you every line from that movie, and I had no idea it was the same actor. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him with the beard and like. I know Mandy Pentankin clearly I, better than you do. I. Be embarrassed. This embarrasses me more than like thinking that you could build a bridge from California to Hawaii. Texas says lost under all the Louisville news yesterday was Jeff Walls landing a 6'6", 23 recruit. This was before we actually talked about it, but yeah, he did. Yeah. We can't don't know how to pronounce her last name, but we're happy to have her. Texter says be stabbed with a five finger man. Texas, these covers are trash. They're not that bad. Three of them were bad. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Texas didn't that hunter guy also call himself courageous? Yeah, we got there, but he's, yeah, yeah. Texas, yes, that is Mandy Pentankin. He's also in Yentl. Well, I've seen Yentl like once. I couldn't tell you. I just know like, uh, Papa, can you hear me? Like she's singing uh, the song with the candle. And, and yeah, that's the only thing I know about Yentl. I remember Yentl. Texas relatives of the staff and players arguing with fans isn't a great look either. Trenton Flowers' mom is on Twitter acting like her son is going to DePaul. I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> I, I've seen her mom's tweets. He... She very much is kind of like doing. She's talking about like how him going here is about more than just going to Louisville. He's trying to. He wants to be a part of resuscitating the program and all this stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they there have been a very vo- at the end of the day, all that matters is, is if we win games. Like, like people, everyone will shut up. Come about flowers bomb. Yeah, she's been talking to. She's been tweeting a lot uh, recently, which is fine. Like she's I mean, well within her rights to do so. Yeah, whatever. Um, but I mean, I mean if you're day, a fan, though, why would you care what she's? I mean. The one thing that I don't like, a, a new thing that like this fan base is is trying to put out there is like all the negative fans out there like they're gonna drive these coaches away and I'm like if these coaches didn't expect negativity after going four and twenty eight then like <laughs> wow. what business are they in what what world are they living in I, I'd like to know because apparently they're in that world if you talk to Kenny and also you know they're like, they're like we're gonna you're gonna drive the coaches away I'm like well if we go four and twenty eight again then good because they're like you know, <laughs> what coaches will be able to get then I'm like. Anybody who can win more than four games, which is a lot of people out there. Like, you, you, I mean, it's not like people are coming out there and saying, like, we personally hate Kenny Payne. We, I hate the way his face looks. I hate the way that no one's like, – like, no, everyone's just pissed off because we had the worst season that we've ever had, and we're worried that it's going to happen again or that it's not going to get significantly better. That's all this is about. That's all this is about is everybody wanting to win more basketball games because we love this program so much. And if that happens, then nobody's going to care about how it happens. I, I just I. You're I gonna know. get criticism when you go for, when you win four games at a place like Louisville. You're gonna get criticism when you win four games at a place like George Mason. No respect to the Patriots. I was stayed anywhere. I mean, I mean, it's just like this is the way that it works, and everybody's like, oh, we're, we're driving the, these coaches away. I'm like, if they're gonna be, where are they gonna go? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if we win another four game season, I'll pack the truck. Yeah, I mean, good. It's just it, it, like, stop. Well, remember before Twitter when the days where you just put for sale signs in your coach's front yard? 
No, I thought it was on, thought it was on movies only. <laughs> not that. No, I mean, I won't. Well, that I was, was it. They did write about that in Friday Night Lights, the book. Yeah, and Bill Curry quoted as saying he had people doing it to him before he, when he left Auburn or Alabama to come to Kentucky. Really? Yeah. He was like, I'm the, he's like, I just went 10 and 1 and they're burning crosses in my front lawn. It's like, well, <laughs> he did try to run the option with Simcoe. I mean, <laughs> Texas, I read an article once that Manny Pentekin does not like people to come up to him on the street and quote the Princess Bride. Oh, I would. He probably hates Inconceivable. it. Inconceivable. Wrong character, but <laughs> still, it's a, it's a princess bride. You quote. keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. No, That's it's a, it's Mandy's a, line. It's a princess bride quote. <laughs> Texas says we uh, we all know it'll be another six seven guard who doesn't have the handles with your with your next scholarship. I'm gonna watch Princess Bride tonight after after Dynamite. Do it. Who do you know what it might have been for Dynamite tonight is? Um, Orange Cassidy versus or, Brock Lesnar. Or well, Brock Lesnar's in WWE. So. Uh, Orange Cassidy is defending his title tonight Bad against uh, but uh, well, Buddy Murphy. Actually, I believe it's who he's wrestling tonight um, from uh, from House of Black. But no, tonight Steel Cage, uh, Kenny Ooh. Omega versus John Moxley. Moxley loves to bleed. <laughs> you I know have that. no idea. That. Oh, I know <laughs> he does. By the way, do you remember the text I sent you? I was so proud of like, yesterday. The thread, kind of the picture I sent you, where the random person texted me. Um, no. I, I sent you the screenshot where someone randomly texted me to say, hi there, this is this oh, is yeah. Margaret, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was so proud because my response was, are you there, texter? It's not Margaret. Did she respond? <laughs> yeah, today I got a response. This is, I'll leave her name out of it. I, I buy homes in your area. Do you want to sell your house? Oh, this is the this is the classic scam. Is I mean, first of all, yeah, how'd they know? Because that's my grandmother's name. Like, I guess, did they look up like, the records or something, Probably, maybe. Yeah. Okay. You, you can find stuff on Google. The Google now. I. The Google. The Google. <laughs> like, you can the Google it. <laughs> you can find it on the Google. Yeah. Yeah. I assumed it's a scam. I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, I can't. First of all, I can't top my. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Spinoff. I it's mean, a good text. Thank you. Um. But so yeah, I don't know how to. Resp- yeah, I'm just going to ignore it now. I'm like, I'm done. I had my one joke. I'm out. I'm Costanza in it. I'm dropping the mic and leaving. I had a lengthy period where, like, I kept getting these texts and these voicemails from people that was all in Spanish, and it was like very aggressive. And finally, like, I responded with the. the I was drunk at a wedding, and I was like, "All right, I'm just the one phrase that I remembered from freshman in, Spanish in high school was "Deme seis naranjas, give me six oranges." And they just responded <laughs> with "F you." The word spelled out, and I was like, "Okay." They do know some English. The, the the one I've always been worried about. I used to get a voicemail from like this doctor's office checking on like to remind someone of an appointment, and I it worried me. So I called them and was like, "Listen, you've got the wrong number. This isn't like it was a woman's name." I'm like, "So and so doesn't have this phone number. I don't know why you think she does because I've had this number since 2001, but it's not." And they would still call me like every other day. No. I'm like, I I can't help thinking. I'm like, oh, this woman's like not medically in danger. Because they just don't get past the fact that they're dialing the wrong number. I also used to have, I don't know, it was like somebody who clearly was involved in some bad stuff. This is like 15 years ago. And this guy called and he was like, hey, man. He's like, he's like, keep it on the down low here, but I got, I got an Uzi to sell. Like all this stuff. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, my God. I think I saved the voicemail for a long time. I used to <laughs> What's weird to me is because I don't know how long. I've literally had my number since like 2002. So, like, for me to get, like, you know, I used to get those two ba- um, more back in the day than I do now, but it always baffled me how I'm getting these when like I've had this number for so long. It is crazy. Like, so, cause yeah, I used to have somebody think to be like, that's my old girlfriend's number. I'm like, dude, you haven't dated her apparently in a long <laughs> time, man. 
Because I've had his number for a while. <laughs> Texture says, uh, 502-414-1450. Have you all ever played MLB The Show? What are your thoughts? I made a Louisville team and won the series. Uh, fun stuff. I've never played MLB The Show. I love it. It's a fun game. I don't buy it every year. Um, one of the things I like about it is that it, it does offer all three levels of AAA, with, like the logos and stuff. That's cool. Um, so, like, if you want to, and you can, like, literally, you can play a whole season. It's just the Louisville Bats only. And just, you know, pick the Reds, but only play the Bats. I did that when I would do Toronto. I'd play some games with Buffalo just to, like, help help prospects. But the only problem is, is that they only have, like, five. You don't get Slugger Field, though. Oh, that sucks. And you don't really, and the jerseys are really, opt- I mean, they just basically just took the logos from the teams and used them. So, it does have its, there's, like, five different, only, like, five different Paul Barks to pick from, but. You can pick one that looks kind of like Louisville with the background, but yeah. I used to play the triple play games all the time back in the day. It is a fun game though. The, the graphics are great. Um, and it is, it is a fun game to play. I'd be honest with you watching like the crack in the last couple of nights. I've like tempting myself to buy NHL on, on PS4. Like, cause that's been, I've been feeling like why I want to try. Hockey games were the most fun back in the day. I, I, they were. I mean, I haven't played one in a while. Text says Derby favorite 2024 new charger territory. I don't, I don't get the joke. What am I missing? You said that. Instead of uncharted territory. Oh, new charted territory. He says new charger territory, charger. which I guess it sounded like. That's what threw me off there. Was like, I was like, chargers, what? Texas I, says the uh, the, the, bunt, the bunt calls with no outs and a man on second were momentum killers. I love Coach, but I hate his love for the bunt. In the post game, he talked about pitching needing to be more aggressive, but I think he should let them swing and be aggressive at the plate. Yeah, but that's, you can also argue that that is being aggressive by playing that small ball and getting them around. Yeah, he's kind of gone back and forth with the mentalities over the years. Uh, I do think the bunting has gotten rubbed people the wrong way the last few years, even when we've been successful. But it's one of those where if it works, then nobody cares. It's great. And it, people only like to point it out when it doesn't. And I know that it's, it's like the modern game is more never bunt, hit dingers. But I thought I thought the the the, pro, the, the whole bottom end, end game was the, the score. It I is. Mean, it's. Runs. I mean, you could you could argue the same thing about saying it annoys you that he's too aggressive on the base paths. He still is that for sure. He's, yeah, he is. Texas says, I too love the Beavers. Gore can say. <laughs> Texas, Trevor uh, is a terrific movie. Mike, you're just wrong. There you go. Shall how fans unite. I mean, it's. I don't get. I, I find it hard to believe you didn't chuckle even once. There's a few chuckle points. I don't think so, man. Like I, I thought I was gonna laugh more than I did. I mean, I get it's not even like your top five Far- Farley brother movies, and it's it it's not whatever it's, last is it's last. No, it's got to be worse, Farley brother. Not that I've seen. I mean, I've seen something about Mary, which is hilarious. Me myself and Irene's great. Well, I take back Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch sucks. Oh yeah, that was the one where I think they feel like they they thought they were gonna get Adam Sandler and they had to settle for Jimmy Fallon. I mean. Dumb and Dumber's great. Kingpin's great. Mo, now, oh, Kingpin's Me, fun. myself, and Irene's very good. Very underrated. That's hilarious, actually. Um, Hall Pass, I got as a gift for Christmas. I never watched it. Yeah, I've I watched it. I put Hall Pass behind Shallow Al. Hall Pass was not. I, 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 I've seen it. I've seen it once. Maybe I should watch it again and we have a different review on it. But the one time I watched it, I thought, okay, this is okay. But, yeah. I just remember my dad got, like, an article. I didn't know he did that movie. My dad got like this personalized auto, not personalized, but like this old autograph from um, RFK, like who he loved. And like I, at the same time as he's opening that, it was like this heartfelt gift from one of his friends. 
I opened a gift for my aunt. And it was Hall Pass on DVD, <laughs> and so I put them together. And I was Weird. like, I was like, here we go. <laughs> These are different now, types of gifts. Are you looking at like discography of them or something? The Fairly Brothers. I just Googled it, and those are the ones that came. Up. Okay, I was gonna say because they've also done like things. they've done separate. Well, Stuck on You was another one they did. Stuck on You's in there. That's funny. That. That's better. I, I only mentioned the ones that I've seen. That's better. Shall how? What else is being on there? Maybe I've seen it. Say it isn't so. Outside Providence. Okay, Outside Providence is hilarious. That's going on the list. You need to watch it. Say it ain't so. The Ringer. The Saying So is funny with Chris Klein and Heather Graham. Yes. Osmosis funny. Jones, The Heartbreak That's Kid. Good remake. Champions. Not the greatest beer run ever. That was okay. The That's, Three Stooges. See, the, see, the beer run one is also, because didn't, I'm thinking it's a brother tandem, because Bobby and Peter have done separate movies. I, 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 um, t- this is a quick Google yeah. search. That's all I got for you. Because didn't I think Peter did one of them just recently did like not oh, uh, Green Book. One of them did Green Book. Green Book's on there. Yeah, that's Peter Fairley, I think, and not Bobby. Texas Trevor quote: "I'm not going to read the list. That would be annoying." And then he proceeds to read the entire list. What list? The list of movies that you have for me. You oh did, yeah. You just say we're going to cross out. I was like, I'm not going to read the whole list. That'd be annoying. And then you read the entire list five seconds later. You do that all the time when you're like. I'm like, we don't need to do this. And then you like read the whole, you start just like doing exactly what you say you're not going to do. I'm like, we just talked about this. Oh, you're not the first person to point that out to me in life. Texter says, <laughs> wait, why the hell was Trevor pushing Mike to watch this movie if Trevor agrees with the D rating? Because I mentioned I watched it one night and you just just lost it as if it was like the worst thing to ever see. And it I don't ba- even remember how this started. It's You were so adamant about night refusing to watch it, which is why it made me mad. Yeah, I don't want to watch Shell because I didn't want to. It's not the worst movie, and the, I blame the Avalanche. And I didn't know if you would hate it or like it, but I was like, I know you. you there's movies that are just as corny and and weird, like and in that that's and, and just you know, bleep and fart joke movies, sophomoric humor that I know you said you like, and so I was like, there's no way you should at least watch it. Give it a shot. But I say it ain't so, and, and outside Providence both made just made the list. Texas stuck on you was pretty bad. Stuck on you was funny. I like stuck on you. Texas says with this new customation stuff, you could definitely make Sluggard Field, Trevor. Oh, do they have to create your own stadium on there now? I guess. Yeah, I didn't know that. I haven't bought. I haven't bought the game in a couple years. Texas Trevor only said that he wouldn't reorder the list. Now that was one crossed off. He made no promises about reading it. I got your back, Trev. Thank you, buddy. There you go. There's the that's the real and with, story. And with the new additions, you're up to fourteen, but actually thirteen because of the numbering. Yeah. One for every playoff year that the Avalanche lose to the Kraken. Oh, no, we're going to find other bets. Every time we don't agree on something, we're going to make a movie bet. I, that sounds good. Is it, I don't know. Are you going to always throw the, the, the big four against me as you're out there? I don't know what it'll be. I don't, I don't okay. know. We'll have to figure it out. All right, real quickly before we get out of here tonight, uh, NBA, two games. Heat, Knicks, uh, Miami looking to close the series out on the road. They lead 3-1. Knicks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. TK, who you got? Heat. Heat are a better team overall. They'll win. Knicks win and cover. Hey, it's glad to see there's finally someone that Doc Rivers can outcoach in the world. <laughs> uh, 10 o'clock on TNT. <laughs> Lakers on the road taking on the Warriors. Lakers also looking to close things out on the road. They lead the series 3-1, to one, but Golden State is an eight-point favorite tonight. Um, I love how people are like arguing conspiracy because of the free throw differential I heard the other day on the game. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, like the Lakers took 40 free throws. Yeah, the, who's a shock? The Golden State team that takes 93s isn't shooting free right. throws. Um. I'm gonna say Lakers close it out. I don't know. Oh, I think they're. I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I picked Golden State in the last game and they let me down. Yeah. Not that I really watched much of it. Have but. you seen the 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 basketball dog that's out there? They put they, they put this out before the series started. They have like this dog 
that's at the top of the stairs. They've got two trash bat buckets at the bottom of the stairs. They've got the Lakers on one, the Warriors on the other. And the, basically, the guy like throws the ball up to him. He hits the ball with his nose. And every time it goes in one of the baskets, that's predicting the game. He's predicted all four games correctly so far. And he ultimately has the Warriors winning in seven. I'm with Trash Can Dog. <laughs> I think this dog has magical powers. Yeah, well, I'm I'm with I'm with the uh, Blunt Dog from Kansas, and he says the Lakers are winning. Warriors win tonight. <laughs> Lakers cover. Warriors win. All right, we're out of here today. Everyone have a fantastic Wednesday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow, sharp at three o'clock. Turn your back on Mother Nature.